0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 480 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rappara, is coming to you from the Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the you Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now?
1: A rain man, Chris Antista. It's raining. That wasn't an offensive <laughs> reference to anything. Okay. And... Mm. Terrible monster hunter, Matthew
2: Allen. <laughs> oh! And special guest. We could really use some rain, Leif Johnson. We really,
0: really could actually.
2: (laughs) California's been in a terrible drought.
0: Colorado rivers dropping.
1: We were in a flood all day yesterday, and I was just in that situation. But but I got new shoes. But I can't even walk to my vehicle without getting them soaked with brown water. (laughs) Oh, it's awful. Time to pull on your wellies and go puddle stomping. I I, I. What are wellies? Wellingtons. Yeah. Wellingtons. Colossians. What are wellingtons?
3: <laughs> Rubber
0: boots. Other than a variety of
1: beef. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> and I'm the one from Florida.
0: That's going to be a fun show. You are the one from Florida, and you did suggest this week's topic once again, putting that evil on did? you. Because Jeez. you just finished what show?
1: Stranger Things.
0: Yes. And uh, we thought it would be fun to talk about games, about being a kid in the 80s. Because, yeah. you know, there's nothing, there, there just aren't enough ways for us as uh, Gen Xers to relive our nostalgia right now. It's such a scarce thing. Nobody's really interested in in setting anything during the 80s. <laughs> uh, it would, it, but it,
1: it, I, I thought it was more specific than that. It was because hmm. when people think about 80s and video games, you think of games starring and featuring adults or monsters. Sure. And, and... The specificity was ki- being a kid in the
0: eighties, like kids under fourteen,
1: hmm. because that really narrowed it down to like less than a dozen games that exist.
0: Surprisingly, yeah, you'd think, given the target audience for games in the eighties was mostly kids with hmm. Nintendos, that there would have been more games about kids, but there were there really were There were only a handful. Yeah, like yeah,
1: and the what is it? The U.S. version of Blaster Master, which faked fake the opening because like Mm. in Japan Blaster Master Mm. was just a dude in a car and this one version it was a kid who found fell down a hole and became the the Blaster Master
4: and especially in the decade of you know we've done many laser time shows about the theme of you know kids in peril Mm-hmm. Like, the 80s were, like, the prime time for that in movies, like, the yeah. Goonies, things like that. There's a ton ton of, Avengers like... Adventures and babysitting. Yeah. Right, movies starring kids in peril, or even... Was Time yeah. Bandit's early or, 80s or late 70s? Or just 70s, kids using
1: F-slurs, like...
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that, too. But, <laughs> but yeah, so like, you would have yeah, thought that'd be...
0: Stand By Me, it's... it's that, that genre is, like, it's not just kids in peril, it's kids who don't know they're in peril. It's kids who think they're on an adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the 50s. Yeah, well, yeah, right. but, and that kind of coincided, like, that, that genre of film peaked in the 80s, and what also peaked in the 80s was our ability as kids to go on adventures, because yeah. we didn't have cell phones yet, we didn't have helicopter parents yet, we we were just beginning to get, like, all kinds of stranger danger, moral panic about, like, uh, if you if your kids right. are outside for five minutes... A uh, sex fiend will come and grab
1: them. Yeah, the single pedophile in the area will get all of mm-hmm. your children. Yeah. He, I mean, his,
0: <laughs> his child dar will go off and he'll drive his unmarked van into your yeah, neighborhood. Yeah.
1: It's it's just like uh, being, being. I was fortunate enough to be a kid in the 80s, uh, not quite as old as the Stranger Things guy, but like that autonomy was really cool. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And and I, I thought I remembered Miyamoto describing it as basically the basis for Zelda. Like mm-hmm. the things yeah. he would imagine huh. could happen if he would just be walking around in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd fall down a hole and meet an old man, and, like, that's... that I, I don't know, because, yes, when you get older, blah, 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 all this shit happens, but also your capacity for imagination and hopeful thinking and wishing. I just that's remember, I remember f- sitting on my roof, waiting to not just see a UFO, but, like, get abducted. Because I was sure it was going to happen. I was reading all those weird books, mm-hmm. and I just wanted... And then eventually you don't think like that anymore. You don't wish for adventurous things well, to happen to you because it's inconvenient. Most of us. Huh?
4: Most of us don't think like that anymore. There's there's many a conspiracy guess, theorist
1: uh, who's Enjoy your kids and poison Kool-Aid, uh, for those listening or <laughs> into that. You know,
0: li- listening to you say that, it re- made me realize that, like, yeah, well... The the idea that we were always sold through children's entertainment was like, use your imagination to go on adventures. And, like, you would somehow hallucinate all these things yeah. happening to you. <laughs> Whereas, no, really, it's just like you're out in the woods and you imagine, oh, what if this happened? Oh, well, yes. And, and and that's that's the imagination adventure. You don't or, actually go on an imagination adventure fighting a tree that you're pretending is an old man.
1: Or, like, when we were 11, you have a cup of gasoline a day addictive habit where you take a <laughs> cup of gasoline and light something on fire in the fucking woods <laughs> oh, okay. every day i mean just get in it but I get into trouble say, like
0: huff the lead out of it
1: no but but the, the <laughs> woods where all the cool stuff happened i love finding like mm-hmm. antique cans and burned out cars and uh uh, discarded pornography. This, oh, yeah. this is the thing. People, Planning I encourage Discarded
0: porn in the woods is an important coming
1: of age uh, <laughs>
4: ritual. And I, I, as, I, as, I, as someone from California studying. where there's not many woods, like, I don't know what you guys are referring to. Like, <laughs> but like,
1: still... even like a, a back alley or like a, that little, you know, undevelopable piece in between houses, maybe in like a, yes. a street of houses. The, the
4: vacant lot. vacant sure. yes.
1: lot or something like that. Because and, and I always wondered, like, why? what is the deal with the porn in the woods thing? And then uh, my parents were having a party with uh, the whole neighborhood, and I I had hid my three pornographic magazines, yes, magazines, I'm an old man, in my comic book long box, and I was like, oh, fuck, that kid is in my room, and I... I just turn and look, and I see him. Have He's opened my long box, and his mouth has hit the floor. So it's just like. Is he
4: doing the thing with the centerfold that they always do in movies? Or he's gonna... No, no. He was,
1: I think he was just shocked to see it. And he was such a tattletale. I was like, yeah. well, I have no choice. The circle of life
4: must continue. These are going to the woods. And there, nice. there they went. And oh. this-
1: and the process See, continued forever. I'm assuming. I, I,
4: I had a simpler explanation. Like it's pretty much the John Holmesy apple seed of the United States goes around planting <laughs> pornography in in all the woods yeah. throughout the nation. It's...
1: Johnny Jackal seed. That's not a good one. <laughs> that's not a good one. Don't use that one, Michael. Uh, or no, Jackoff seed. Yeah, I, love yeah, it. Yeah. I
0: love it. So yeah, <laughs> games about being kids in the eighties.
4: Being kids, but, finding it, porn. Yeah, Wait, no, no. I, I hate being the the. The person
1: like uh, my child is special, and here are the reasons. But like we were the last generation to be really left alone. So, I think
2: uh, the yeah. '80s were a really yeah. good decade to be a kid in. Yeah, yeah. like
1: like t- traveling on your bike by yourself to go look at video games. That's the one yeah. thing like no other generation got to do. Yeah. Uh, think, yeah.
0: Thinking about it, like okay, what was I allowed to do? I was allowed to bike around the neighborhood, bike to friends' houses. If mm-hmm. I was with a friend, I could bike down to the 7-Eleven, although that was really far. And there were a couple times where, like, I went too far and stayed out for too long. And I came back and my parents were, like, out driving around looking for me. And, like, yeah. I got screamed at so hard. But so, So, like, I was on a slightly tighter leash than you often see in, like, 80s movies. Meanwhile, the kids that lived up the street who would pick on me were, like, driving up and down our driveway on their fucking ATVs. This was the suburbs. (laughs) This was not a rural area. Bumpishes!
4: In the middle of the suburbs. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Now you know what's funny though is our parents generation I think kinda talk shit on us that we mm-hmm. they called us protected in the eighties because yes. like in the fifties and sixties they were really on their own. Their parents mm-hmm. were all drunk yeah. on their third afternoon martini <laughs> yeah, when they, they got were home th- from school.
1: <laughs> they were they were how drunk know. were Who's they set
0: of VFW on fire? I don't <laughs> care.
1: Yeah, how drunk are you? I've almost forgotten about Korea.
4: Uh (laughs) but I I wonder if that's one of those things that like every generation gets a little bit more protective and and
1: conversely like you know people who are parents now don't have to go out in their car looking for their kids just because they showed up after dark because I did I pushed the limit I was allowed to do certain things I always lied and extended whatever that was I went all over town on my bike and it was it's a very spread out town not a huge town Uh, But, yeah, my calf muscles to this day can vouch for how active I used to be. And, and, yeah, that kind of autonomy was really neat, and I I hope kids replace that with another form of adventure that isn't just... uh making people commit suicide on social media
4: well yeah the, the irony is they have all new types of adventures online where they mm-hmm. face things like online bullying on a daily yeah. basis
3: yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Mm. No, like, like, we, we i hate to say a... it this
4: way but back in my day yeah. if a bully gave you shit you just teamed up on them with your friends and beat the shit out of them and they stopped giving you shit but you can't really do that online you, th- kids, you think
1: you, know? you hate cops imagine them trying to get you to stop skateboarding for no reason.
4: <laughs> for no oh, reason. Oh, I know. And just running away some, from them. Some property yeah. owner hung a fucking sign. You know, it was, yeah. It's not enforceable by anything. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> Don't
1: ollie up that curb. I'm like, officer, it is clear that I can't do that anyway. <laughs> 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 I've been trying yeah, all day.
0: I, I just remember the one time I actually got yelled at for skateboarding? I wasn't even skateboarding. I was like standing at like a bus depot, like waiting for my mom to show up and pick me up. And I was, I had like had my skateboard and I was just like, had it under one foot and was just sort of like idly pushing it back and forth. And I see on the other side of the bus depot, this old guy. And he just like starts toward me and he walks slowly all the way over from the other end of the bus depot to me until he's standing right in front of me. And he points to a sign that says, there's no skateboarding here.
4: Like, do you see well, me writing
0: anywhere on this? I'm just that's your fault.
4: He walking slowly over to you. You have a skateboard. He's an old guy. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or pay a guy like Big Black on Robin Big and, and have him tackle go. the guy before he gets to you. It'd, or it'd me,
1: meet him halfway in the middle and uh, put some halved out tennis balls on those four wheels.
4: Then... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the irony is, as an adult now, I totally I learned why they don't like skateboarding, and why? it is. Has nothing to oh, do with harassing customers. Sure. No, no, no. It's not harassing customers. It's not not really liability. property damage. It's all about insurance liability. Yeah, it oh, it would cost yeah. them money if you got hurt on their property. Yes, it would increase their yes. insurance premiums. That is the only reason they chase you down.
1: Yeah, just uh, people who harassed us for skateboarding. I don't think they were even aware. Uh, the security guards, obviously, but like. Get the fuck out of here, you awful kids! You might get hurt, and I, that would make me sad. I thought, like, if you think about like how fast, how fast things seem now for us. Imagine old people <laughs> dealing with uh, teenagers and kids all of a sudden rolling at lightning speed past them. Oh, 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 oh I, um, <laughs> uh, my topsiders! They almost got scuffed. I, like, I just, I guess it was just scary. Uh, last time I saw it, I had to go see an accountant, and he. He heard it like the same way like prospectors feel storms in their knees. I couldn't hear it at all. He's like, "What's that? Hold on, skateboarder!" And he ran out of the meeting to go yell at the skateboarders. <laughs> like, I think it's just an instinct old people had. Wow. They didn't get to do it, so it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Anyway, video games. Video games. <laughs>
0: we promise this isn't just going to be old fogey nostalgia <laughs> for the
1: entire. You just watched it and on and Netflix. Trying to keep it if in, anything, yeah. you should like. We, I, I, think I wanted to conclude it. Like I, I wish, I think I grew up wishing the stuff that happened on Stranger Things was happening to me at that age, like super mm. weird paranormal stuff. We're developing superpowers, yeah. uncovering I, that's mysteries. the
0: stuff we sat in the school library preparing for, yes. like reading yes. all the yeah. books of, you know, actual hauntings, quote unquote.
4: We, we all saw Ghostbusters. We yeah. all were yeah. like, yeah, yeah this could happen. This to is going to
0: happen inevitably. Yeah. The world's going to end, and it'll be on me, an eleven-year-old. To solve everything,
1: it, yeah. and Stranger Things saving grace with that is like, and the sheriff. The sheriff always believes the kids. <laughs> I love that they have that. It just the sheriff is understaffed, or I don't know, burned some bridges. I don't know what happened to to David Harbour in that show, but
4: uh, he. He should command more respect. Granted, he spent most of the season overseas this, this season. Mm-hmm. He, he rocks a sweet Hawaiian shirt, though. Like, I love that he's like this. He's morphed into Magnum P.I. from the original And if you look at his too.
1: body this year, he looks like fucking Mad Max. Like, uh, not Mad Max. Uh, Max Payne. Max Payne 3. He's really oh, slimmed yeah. up. So let's, let's
0: just get into five games about being a kid in the 80s right after this.
5: Hey everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, here to deliver the portion that you normally fast-forward through. That's right, I'm here to tell you how to support Game Apocalypse, even though God knows these schmucks don't deserve it. My God, they're late with shows week after week. What kind of an excuse is a business trip? I got sick, my mother was dying, a raccoon bit my ankle off, and I'm pretty sure it was you. Boo-hoo-hoo. Good news, there's a bunch of ways you can do this. You can go to patreon.com slash lasertime if you prefer to throw money at your problems. Or, you know what, helping these guys is free. Good news, you don't have to give them anything. You can just go up to a friend and say, hey friend, I notice you're the kind of person who likes Game. Good news, there's a show where some guys talk about video games for two and a half hours every week, and they're like, two and a half hours? Don't you have anything a bit longer? And you'll say, no, that isn't possible. Then you'll go in separate directions and never speak to each other again. If that's too much human interaction for you, you can go on your podcast app of choice and leave us a rating. Five stars or better, please. Just say, this is the best show ever. A raccoon told me to say this, therefore you can trust me. Anyway, that's my time. Back to the part you actually downloaded the show for.
0: And we're back to talk about what?
4: Five games yeah. about us being kids in the <laughs> 80s. About the us 80s.
0: us personally the
1: four of us being yep. kids in the or 80s. Some, or some of you listeners, I mean that's yeah. that's <laughs> those are fun experiences and uh, Stand by Me is a movie made for my dad generation. He would even sing those songs they sing to me when they walk. But that movie's fucking timeless. It's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah it and, and it struck me as weird. That it's like, yeah, this is always held up as like a quintessential 80s movie, but it's about the 50s, and yep. yet somehow yeah. it feels appropriate to the 80s. It
1: feels yeah, like the 80s, true. yeah. It, 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 it feels, it, it, they, they somehow like steered away from what you know was rampant racism. Because yeah. most of what they're talking about is like guns and football, so like there has to be some shit being said oh, in Maine for sure. And they sure. steer totally clear of those subjects, in mm-hmm. uh, into just like I don't understand my parents, they don't understand me. What if something cool happened to us? Let's make something cool happen to us. Let's go find a dead body. It's yeah. so cool. See that movie? It's
0: great. Let's go poke it with a stick, and then.
4: Uh, <laughs> Fucking uh, Kiefer sleeping.
0: Sutherland's gonna show up and say, "No, I get to
4: poke it with a stick." <laughs> uh, in summary, Chopper, sick balls, sick balls, mm-hmm. Chopper, sick balls. Working on my drive is here.
1: <laughs> Ray Brower dead. wasn't dead. He wasn't sleeping. Uh, he was
0: dead. But yeah, I, oh. I, th- I think I think the '80s are like popular right now, not just because of nostalgia, but because like it was the last era where cell phones were yep. not something that average people had, mm, yeah. at yeah. all. And so you'd never had this convenient plot device that people expect to be used when characters aren't communicating. Right. Uh, and and I if think they did exist, lines, they were
4: huge. No one used them. You had, they right. had a backpack that you had to carry around yes. with them. They yeah. were ridiculous.
2: Yeah. It, it feels modern enough looking at it that like yeah. younger people can kind of relate to it, but it's a weirdness for them. Yeah. That you didn't have all these conveniences at the same time. I, I and saw And also post. for me,
1: uh, they love. they seem to love the franchises and things I do, but there aren't toxic communities around them yet. Sure, Ghostbusters. Everybody loves this. Nothing bad to say about it. Just one movie.
4: Yeah, (laughs) I did see great. I saw a great post that you know the phenomenon of like people discovering Metallica, Master of Puppets, and people are just discovering Metallica, and people discovering the song Running Up That Hill. And they said like, "Why is that weird to you?" My generation discovered most of their musical taste through Tony Hawk, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Like, I, I,
1: I don't know if it made made air. We were watching the movie Mr. Deeds, which I fucking hate. I had never heard David Bowie's Space Oddity before that. Film. Oh, really? really? Never. Oh, wow. And like after that, at that movie, I heard it on like they. they maybe I just started hearing it on the radio, but I'd mm-hmm. never heard it before, and mm-hmm. it was embarrassing. And so, like, it's, I see people like, oh, the kids getting, the-
4: shut the fuck up, holy shit, and oh, Kate, old Kate Bush fans are the worst. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Our generation's equivalent is more than Tony Hawk. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah charting from Wayne's World. Like, that was this obscure
1: Queen's tune. That was the first time I heard Queen, period. Like, I'd never... Maybe at a football game, I heard We Will Rock You, but...
0: I had a friend who was a huge Queen fan, and I did not get it until Bohemian Rhapsody came along, Mm -hmm. so...
1: Same.
2: I I do have a... The, uh... One thing that I always thought was weird with me with that kind of stuff is Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, you mm-hmm. know, as a kid growing up yeah. in the 80s yeah. in it. And he listened to a bunch of 60s and 70s music. That's what I was like. I did not yeah. like the music of the sure. 80s. No. So I grew up on all the. it. It was still common to hear, though. I guess they were oldies stations and stuff like that. But well, it, da- it was yeah.
4: dads are into classic rock when we were growing and, up. Right? And, 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 and my so parents so were, were into in cheap shit. And the cheap shit yeah. was like the
1: compilations. You get like tapes of. Wake up little Susie for like two and a half cents compared to like a new REM album.
4: Hey man, is that Freedom Rock, man? Turn it up, man. Out of love. That's a good
1: point about the tapes.
0: I'm the president of the 70s Preservation Society. Anyway, let's just jump in with
3: number five.
0: At number five, that Cindy Loppers hit Goonies Are Good Enough from the movie The Goonies. Also, uh, the game, uh, which
4: Goonies. video game? <laughs> well, The Goonies too. 2. Yes. The, uh, so, the, it... the, the game we thought was tied to a movie sequel we never got and still yeah. haven't gotten.
0: Yeah, and was yeah. actually the sequel to a Famicom game that only mm-hmm. came to the U.S. in... It was called Versus the Goonies, and it was on those Play Choice the, the Nintendo Arcade machines. Mm-hmm. And a bit less complicated, so Goonies 2 was like a Metroidvania where you're playing as Mikey, and the Fratellis have gotten out of jail, and they've kidnapped all your friends, and so you have to use a yo-yo and a boomerang to go beat them up, and yeah. uh, go through some caves and talk to old men and Inuits and superheroes that are there for some reason.
4: And uh, some weird three D third person experiences, sort of like was it in Friday the thirteenth the game had those mm-hmm. things, you know, where it's like, Oh, here's a picture of my characters back in this room yep. and that's all I see yeah, is the, the room.
0: weird first person tunnels. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, that, that was Goonies 2. And and one thing that I like about how I've arranged the sounds for this segment is that in every single one of these you will be hearing a worse version of the same song. So that was <laughs> this was Goonies 2. <laughs> This is Goonies 1. Wait a minute. minute. Slightly worse. You're still Mikey. You're going around uh, kicking rats and uh, collecting diamonds and dodging pirate ghosts and setting bombs to free your friends. And this game was like at a local department store when I was a kid and I played the shit out of it every chance I got. I thought it was goddamn amazing Dude. i i loved it possibly more than the movie the coonies which is perfectly it embodies
1: like, everything we just talked about like trying to capture yes. that in the form Here, of a game
0: here's mikey or, or i guess it's supposed to be like in the computer version it's supposed to be sloth but i utterly reject that because it looks nothing like sloth it looks like mikey running around setting bombs and kicking the shit out of gangsters like the fratellis in these <laughs> games for whatever reason did not look like their movie counterparts. They looked like 1920s gangsters with, like, fedoras and suits and, uh... Yeah, <laughs> but but the cool part of Goonies 2 was that every time you had a Game Over, you got Anne Ramsey's digitized face saying, Game Over, try again?
1: Yes, no? I, I was gonna say, because, like, that cover baffled me for years. I just assumed mm. it was a Goonies 2 movie out there because. Yeah, it, it looks like Hollywood poster. Yeah, on. and you look closely and like, only Anne Ramsey is like, could have had a lawsuit issue. Because I,
4: that's, has someone done a career retrospective of Anne Ramsey? Because I am fascinated by how she became a star. Like, like, like. like well, more famous, like beginnings. when she's on the
1: verge of death.
4: Right, yes. yes. Yeah. It's like, to me, it's like, I. I felt like there was this untold backstory that I never got of, like, I mean, we totally accepted it as kids, and she made a perfect sort of villain-ish character and had a very unique look and stuff like that, but, like, yeah, was was she, like, a, a star in her younger years in Hollywood, and then this was a please tell me. Like, you can, I don't somebody know.
1: Somebody find a romantic lead role from the woman from Throw Mama from the Train, please.
0: I'm, sh- I'm sure there was one, like, go back to the Probably. 40s or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah it was It's like a chorus girl Probably i was I,
1: god I was watching this movie I don't remember the name of but uh it's a charlton heston movie so at the end he has to die but he's also a football player so he dies really? in the end zone yes but he's course. banging the whole time Lucille bluth who is so <laughs> oh, yeah, hot oh, wow. like uh <laughs> like the 1960s it is incredible so yeah she was
4: romantically so it's
1: totally possible mm-hmm
4: Yes. Um. Sure. Yeah. Th- this game though, I mean it's funny Michael you talk about how much you loved it, I loved it too but I am not ashamed to admit I did not understand yeah, this game as a kid, like I could never get oh. very far because oh, it's, I was it's like
0: very difficult, well like the the one that I played the shit out of was the first game that never came out on NES, God. that uh, was much more straightforward, like here's a, a linear path through this level you do need to bomb doors to rescue other goonies for some reason, and uh yeah, it's it's it. It was more straightforward. You have a much smaller attack radius. You you just kick, and then you can get a, a slingshot if you're really really good at the game. Um, oh, didn't two have a slingshot? I feel like two had two did have changes. a slingshot. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But your your armaments were more limited in the first one. There was also, I think, possibly before these, there was a game from DataSoft that was called The Goonies, and it came out for personal computers. So. Apple II, Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum. Hmm. Here's what the Commodore 64 version sounded like.
1: Again, progressively
0: worse versions of the same song.
3: Right?
1: That, that is a <laughs> that is Cindy Lauper's Goonies are good enough.
0: Yes. They all are. Actually, I take that back because I'm not sure what the ZX Spectrum version is going for at all, and if this hurts your ears, I apologize in advance.
4: <laughs> oh, oh. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Check my heart monitor.
1: Uh,
3: oh, God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this sounds like that noise you can make in the back of your throat when you're trying to approximate, yes. like, a creaking yes. door. You like know? somebody
0: learning to be a Tuvan throat singer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I I'm not familiar with Data Are They related to Data East, or was this a completely different? No, company? it's a
0: completely different company. They did a lot of Apple II, Commodore 64 games. They did like there was a Zoro game that they did, and there was a Conan game that they did where Conan has like a sword that he throws and comes back
4: like a boomerang. Yeah, they did me? Mr. Do Say No More. Mr. Mm-hmm. Do, all right. They're, yep. They're, yep. it's yep. quality yep. software mm-hmm. right there.
0: But yeah, they, they did good work. That was also a game that was kind of ahead of its time. It was more like an action-adventure game where, like, the first level is the, the old house where they meet the Fratellis for the first time, and you have, I, I think, Mikey and Chunk on two different levels, and you switch between them, and you have to, like, as Mikey, push a chair to a ladder, jump up and activate a counterfeit printing press so that Mama Fratelli goes outside and starts trying to catch all the money... And then meanwhile, as Chunk, you climb down to the lower level, knock over a water cooler to open a hole into the fireplace, and go down, and then as Mikey, you go down to the hole, and that's the first level. And they're all kind of like puzzle-driven like that. It's kind of oh. reminded me a little bit of uh, The Cave. You remember that Ron Gilbert game from a few years ago? Yep. Yep. yep I do. So, sort of
4: similar. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the second game was also ahead of its time. It was before Metroidvanias were really yeah. a thing. And I, and I think part of the reason it was so confusing, it was... Even for Metroidvanias, it was weird and confusing because of those quote unquote first person behind the back mm-hmm. segments yeah. and shit like that, it was never clear. It was one
0: of those games you, you kind of had to map out to yeah. really understand or have a map from Nintendo Power if such a thing existed. I don't
1: know. And I, I'm just more. I get it now, and it's nice to know that not all 80s movies produced by Steven Spielberg murdered the games industry. Uh, mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, all. like, I'm, I was more baffled, like so this never came here, so it was important enough to license Goonies and just release it in Japan? Was yeah, was that really... Yeah, that, I was
2: wondering that myself when you were saying that. I, I tried to do a quick the Google search. The only
0: thing search. I can think of is that, like, Datasoft had a license for the U.S. market, and Konami just wasn't allowed to publish the NES version. Or, it, you know, that maybe it came too late to be relevant, because I think Goonies 2 came out relatively close to the NES launch, or... At least, I felt like know, it did when I got. It's got that
4: great. But... It's definitely an early NES title. Yeah, feel yeah. Out. But anyway,
0: Goonies is the quintessential movie about running around and going on an adventure as a kid in the eighties. Making uh, your own uh, adventure. You, th-
4: yeah,
1: uh,
0: that starring involves
4: a former Stranger Things cast member. Well, mm-hmm. Wait, which one? Mikey, uh, Sean, Astin. oh, duh. Yeah. Bob, sorry, yes, yeah, uh,
1: sorry. They always do that. With I, I
4: love that we gave him three different names. Um,
1: <laughs> all really
4: you needed goody. to do, Leif, was chime in with his Hobbit name, Sam, Samwise, and we would have been good. You had Bob, <laughs> Mikey, Sean, Aston. Glad and had, none of
1: us said Rudy. Samwise. has been tainted by yeah. Giuliani. I love Rudy. Oh, Rudy's great. I know Rudy's, Rudy's great.
4: great.
3: Uh,
1: and so is Sean Aston, by all accounts. And it just, I love the Goonies so much. I just wish I liked this game more, but I, I find it impossible mm-hmm. to enjoy.
2: So talking about the movie, I actually you know a couple of years ago I tried to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but maybe i come coming get off my lawn. But those yelling kids! Oh so my like, god, it never stops. <laughs> it, <just>, it does <laughs> not age well if you watch it. it, done it. I, I
1: watch it all the time. <laughs> oh, I totally on. disagree. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I only watch it with the octopus scene, the TV made for TV
1: version. Man, That's man, the only I reason didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't grow imagine. up in it. And I have proof of that on a podcast some somewhere. Uh, I just was reminded of that because there was Rock Band DLC by a band. Who I pronounce as the fratellus, because or the, the
3: word <laughs> because,
1: and then everybody made fun of me and like the Fratellis? You didn't see the Goonies and like, kind of no. I, I not until like my mid twenties that I did I end up going
4: like midnight. But you're also Italian, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I know. It not- <laughs> 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 just seemed like a cooler name, the fratellus. Uh, <laughs> the freightless. The freightless. Yeah. It's uh, now brought to you by the freightless. So. Mm-hmm. But all right, well, let's move along too.
3: Number four uh, uh, sure. what? Ow. Now you have a friend in the paper business
4: These are weird sacks
0: all right. Other than uh, oral Armageddon, what is this?
1: <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no oh, really? <laughs> I, just, I just wanted before I, I wanted to point out the Goonies is important to mention in something inspired by Stranger Things because Str- that would have been the second or third Goonies movie had they kept making them. Yeah, they would have mm, gone yeah, into the paranormal. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely! They were close to it in the first, the first. Movie. It,
1: all the Who was that? deadly, horrible vibes of Stranger Things is in the Goonies. A kid's hand getting shoved in a blender. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hmm. It's yeah, it's grotesque. Wonderful, love it.
0: So, hmm. so what's the skin? no idea? Paperboy!
4: Oh, paper Paperboy! What is that? The arcade version. Right? I'll
0: take both. Yeah. So, so yeah, you First off, let me play the. Victory noise. Uh, you okay, might you might yeah. be more used to a paperboy that sounds like this.
4: Yes, yeah, was, yes. Yeah. Put this in my fucking veins, man. I, I really.
1: This would have been a great time for you to play a song from Atlanta, Michael. From Atlanta? Oh, no one watches Atlanta. The pa- paper boy. No,
4: paper. Uh, All right. I'm just referencing a movie. That is, by the way, if one was so inclined, that is great bed music. Just saying. Hmm. Just saying. We oh, it- got that.
1: <laughs> Had that Allen rhythm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, not not bedding. music. No, like like, oh. like podcasting bed music. Man. <laughs> oh, that lines in the. Gutter. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> Okay, I still kept it G-rated. <laughs> <I> d- <laughs> 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 Play the victory tune. Uh, uh, that, yeah. That, that is, I should
0: just add that to our intro. Michael mentioned this, and I
1: thought it was imperative to bring this up, even though none of us have any proof paper boys existed when we were younger.
0: Well, I, I had a couple friends who had I paper boys. Well, we, we, there were paper and boys I, where I lived. I, know, I knew because I would sleep over at their houses sometimes, and then their parents would come down at five in the fucking morning yep. to wake
4: yes. them up for their paper route. Yes. yes. And, I had, had that happen once, and I was like, I'm not spending that at his house yeah, again. His yeah. I always asked ever. my dad um, if
1: I could get one of those jobs, but I think my city, my hometown, the sprawl was too big. Like, we lived in a neighborhood oh, yeah. off of a road with nothing on it. So... I grew up in outer Houston
2: and yeah we definitely had them. You did, so so we I just remember it
1: was even creepier like some just soulless man in a in a white truck who would just drop a
4: sack of shit off like at 40 miles an hour <laughs> uh, at 4 in the morning. Uh but well that that is everywhere now and yeah. we were talking about like paperboy is one of those jobs that it used to yeah. be Young kids that is, I think though, you know how like a lot of conservatives still think that it's just teenagers who work in fast food joints, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. why they want to, they don't want to raise the minimum wage. It's like, no, no. Adults do that job. Which which tells you they
0: have not been to a fast food restaurant
4: in decades because because
0: (laughs) I have not seen it. The only place that I've seen a teenager working is in and out which pays more than $15 an well, hour. Well,
4: the other place I've seen it, in a lot of red states, it still is a lot of teenagers who work in fast mm. food joints, so maybe that's why.
2: It's, 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 know,
4: it's, r- it's more rural areas.
2: I was going to say, in some of those places, it's like all there is to do.
1: But who's working during school hours? So I, I was going to posit the dropouts. That, that like, <laughs> right? I, I'm not even sure the job paperboy existed in the 80s. However... This game coincided with the fucking BMX craze of of the nineteen eighties, and like if you, you look no further than the arcade game which has wonderful, BM- like, a BMX handlebar controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing mm-hmm. to break oh, yeah. at almost every barcade you've yeah. ever, which, you'll ever go to. Which
0: is, I, I never could bring myself to play the NES version just because, like, the, the entire it's point rough. of Paperboy to me was those rad fucking handlebars.
4: Not the same, but still a very good port of that game. Yeah, great like port. It, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you, when um, you got good at that game... Almost one of the best feelings in video gaming is nailing a paper in someone's mailbox from, like, across the street while you're swerving to avoid something. Like, it's just like, oh
0: But, but yeah, like, that – I chose this one partly because it is – you know, it was made in the 80s. It's set in the 80s but also because this is not a job that really existed much past the 80s yes, like paperboys right. were yeah. phased out sometime in the early 90s
4: that job is done by adults with cars do you guys That's- remember like seeing ads for for like how they would basically enlist paperboys like i remember seeing ads to become a Paperboy in the comic section of my local newspaper. Yeah, it's like, hey, right. do you want to deliver this
1: thing? I like, think of those uh, Olympia... Well, get 100 points and get a BMX yeah, I was thinking of the Cell Grit door-to-door. Cell Grit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, this this game might not read 80s, but Paperboy as a job that hasn't existed since the 80s. Neither has breakdancing in the street mm. or like this level of RC cars. Like, everything... <laughs> Everything going on in this neighborhood is hella fucking eighties too. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I I yeah. I went I went down a dark rabbit hole researching this because you know it's like, is this still a thing? And it's like, no. The uh, the paperboy abductions in the eighties pretty stopped oh, at that. And I'm like, the what? And I'd never heard of this. And I looked it up, I and it's be- like, oh, it was it was a case in Des Moines, like two abductions, two years apart, in in, yeah, in in Iowa, and the, the you know these kids just like they were last seen talking to an adult on the street somewhere. And then they just like found a sack full of papers and they never found the kid. Wow. Well, and yeah. uh, this was in 82 and 84. And like, but th- this was like a, a huge, these are hugely important cases in the way that child abductions are investigated because at the time it was just like, we don't really consider it a missing person until like 24 to 72 hours. And then we just assume it's a runaway. That's
1: r- so ridiculous. Cause there's few other missing kids. Yeah. Who Clocked into a job, like you know where they were. <laughs> you and think what they got halfway they through on. their paper route and just said,
0: You know what? Uh, I'm gonna run away
4: now. Uh, <laughs> you, so, you know, the you can tell the Paperboy's things were like peak 80s though, because one of the most iconic movie scenes of the 80s features a paper boy, two dollars, give me my two dollars from Better Off Dead when he's chasing, oh, okay. laying around, and and uh, another
1: one, but in like, is too early in
4: the but 80s. But that kid is so like. Every paper boy I knew there there were two models of person it fit. It was either the super overachiever who would like be like an Eagle Scout and would go on like, you know, getting ready for college early or you kind of had to be a tough guy to be a paper boy. Like they were, they were sort of like the kids who would get into trouble a lot. It's because, and it's like, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like either their parents, for the super motivated kid, those were the parents that were getting him up at five a.m. Or for the tough guy kids, it was like their parents were like, "You need to get a job, go out and earn some money." Yeah. And so like that's all and they I, could get. I,
0: I think the arcade game knew the score.
2: The guide of the likable juvenile
4: delinquent paper boy journeys through a world of incredible danger. <laughs> Was that on the front page of the paper he was delivering? That was most of the memory on that board, just for that little fucking line. (laughs) That very badly
0: recorded and and compressed voice sample.
1: Yes. Yeah. uh, Just to counteract Michael's depressing anecdote, (laughs) I I can't think about Paperboy. We did do a laser time about this subject. It's where Mike Judge found his Hank Hill voice. And... (laughs) Just, he said he had a pa- he got a new paper out and was so excited and went to go collect the money and just guy walks down tilts his glasses down. You don't look like the paper boy to me. And, and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm new paper boy. Your money's due. Oh, I'll pay the paper boy when the real paper boy gets here. He slams it on his face.
2: That's so Texas.
1: It's. Uh... <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's where the voice boys... And if you see them do this on Letterman, his face is hysterical. He
4: makes a Hank Hill face. You look like a pansy. The real paper boy is a tough son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, yeah. I always wanted to paper out. Uh, it wasn't an option where we lived. But I, again, I was—I I remember the first two or three years of my life, we still had a milkman. That's how old I am. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, we that, did not have one that. of those. Yep. I mean, they were delivering gallon jugs. It wasn't some guy with a six-pack of milk coming to fuck my mother. It was, it was <laughs> <just> <laughs> we didn't have that,
4: us. but we had a, a, a drive-through dairy... Because there were like wow. dairy farms near my house, oh, yeah. which eventually got you know they built houses on on those fields. But like, just yeah, you would just roll up and be like, I'd, I'll take this much milk and this ice cream or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. Just bring out like dairy. a
0: gas pump and spray it
1: through your window.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess the one I can say is I'm so old that I learned how to type on a typewriter. Huh? Same, oh, <laughs> yeah. We did too. Yeah. <laughs> Business Ed, they
4: taught us nothing. <laughs> I remember typing on a typewriter before eraser tape was a big popular thing. Like, that seemed like magic to me, like, that you could erase a mistake on a typewriter. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: I also want to give a shout-out to a more recent game called Video Kid, which is just basically, like, Crossy Road crossed with Paperboy and slathered in a very thick layer of incredibly unsubtle 80s nostalgia. (laughs) Take away, the away, okay. the away.
4: a fucking cacophony. It sounds like uh, modern uh, slot machines, honestly, yeah, like when you yeah. walk through Vegas. But it's... like you can there,
0: there's like some fraggles singing a half-hearted knockoff of their own theme song. There's, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and
2: I've actually played work. this a bit and I like how when you start off the game, those the references are, are random. They, mm-hmm. they, they change every time. So there's like a bench on the left and sometimes it'll be Alvin, Simon, and Theodore there. And then it'll be the California Raisins. It'll be yeah. Care Bears. And yeah. Shit.
4: <laughs> and it'll and be Frag rabbit.
3: And, oh
0: my I got to check this <laughs> yeah. out. What is this on? <laughs> uh, it's on a bunch of things. I believe I it's on Game Pass.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, shit.
0: Yeah. Okay. Video, um,
4: video Boy? Video kid. Video 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 kid. kid. Video boy sounds like a kid's in the hall. And you're throwing VHS
0: tapes (laughs) instead of papers. And uh, you get bonus points for going through into mailboxes, but you can also go through windows, just splatter random people.
4: Guys got to get their porn somehow. Found this in the woods. woods. Throwing you this tape. You know,
2: (laughs) getting too close to it so you could throw it at his head. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the girl goes, oh,
0: thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Again, Jessica Rabbit, you've got Scrooge McDuckin and his nephews in a car. and Inspector uh, Gadget. Yeah. Uh, Murtaugh and Riggs from oh, Leaf oh, Weapon. Yeah. How did they
4: afford all these? They, they didn't. Just they're sir? just very heavily <laughs> pixelated. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: yeah, just, uh, you can the point pack to, and it's like, oh, that's. One eye. That's a
4: clear homage, but it's not quite actionable. Ah, I
2: see. Yeah, I see. Jessica yeah, Rabbit. hmm Yeah.
4: yeah. Murto mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and Rags. Mm. Like, you know, they have just, like, the slight cha- spelling change in their names. I mean, it's like
2: Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, any, any 80s reference you could think of is probably yeah. in there. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway,
0: let's move along to...
5: Number three. As you know, the schoolwide history project has been about the Tudors. And today I'm going to tell you about the most wonderful map British history. Henry. Pay attention, young lady! Try
3: this out. What is that? Alright.
0: I give you a hint, this is a virtual reality game. Yeah, it says pic- uh, Pixel Ripped. Yeah, I'm oh, glad how yeah, you just knew that. Uh, <laughs> off the top of your head, Pixel Ripped 1989. We've been talking about it all day. Yeah, not to be <laughs> confused with 1995, the
4: sequel. I think this is a game that I, I just stumbled upon in a sale once, and I told I asked you, like, Michael, have you ever played this? And you're like, what? Never even heard of this thing. And then, yeah, we both kind of ended up playing it and going like, what a weird homage to gaming, like, 80s gaming culture in VR. But it's there's... Just the premise of the game is silly. This is 89. Uh, the
1: first 89. or the second one?
0: The first one. Okay. The second, first one second one is 95. That's the yeah. one I
1: played. First
0: okay. Like, 95 is, is more about, like, the transition from the
1: Super Nintendo era to the Nintendo 64. But it's also very much playing as a kid of Stranger Things. It just doesn't qualify because mm. the date. But otherwise, yeah. it would count but, because it is literally a simulation of being a kid and playing video games. Okay,
0: but eighty nine is a very similar thing. It's a bit more British than its its, its follow up. That you're yeah. playing as a girl in the UK, and you have what is very clearly a knockoff Game Boy, and you're playing <laughs> games on it while at the same time trying to like distract your teacher in class with spitballs to keep her from coming over and confiscating your Game Boy. So it, it is kind of neat that on the one hand you are playing this handheld game that has all these little parodies of games from the era like, you know, you, you've got like Alex Kidd's gyrocopter that you need to fly around in. Uh, there's, there's some very clear Metroid influences and you're supposed to be doing well at this game while also having to worry about the quote-unquote real world around you. And sometimes these things mesh together because the idea is that the game is real and the character is somehow merging with the, the little girl who's playing in order to defeat this Cyblin overlord, which is, you know, cyber goblin, Cyblin. And uh, yeah, sometimes you know, pixel characters will fly out of the machine in the real world. And uh, sometimes they will create levels out of random objects. So you're playing as a little pixelated character running around through books and other things and it sounds somewhat tinny because this is happening like around your head uh yeah it's, it's directional sound and sometimes the villains dragon will appear and make a bunch of dragons attack and in the real world they're crows and they're terrifying kids but on your screen which is activates badass mode. You can see that they're dragons and start shooting them out of the air with a little targeting reticle. Just shooting crows
2: out of the air. That sounds cool.
0: It is. It is pretty cool. Um, and uh, at at one point, you get sent down to the headmaster's office, and uh, he will just lecture you at length about a bunch of nonsense shit while you are playing a quote unquote real world level jumping around on Tetris blocks that are falling through his window as he walks past it. <laughs>
5: In my day, little girls were seen and not heard, and then even preferably not seen at all. I obviously took the men of seeing any girl at all until I was about 16, and they ah, Just like that, girls! It was a terrifying really. girl, didn't know what to do with that. were the games we played were in the park. We read books, had a letter of books, not an accidental death, but the ones that survived learned from that. I
4: don't know if you guys understood any of that. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. About the girls. Sir, yeah. I don't speak British. We kicked their ass over 200 years ago, so I don't have to understand what she says or he says. I can't even tell.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's saying that, yeah, there, there weren't any girls until he was 16, and then all of a sudden they started popping up everywhere and it was terrifying, and he goes off about video games. Uh, we used to play games in the park and read books when we were a kid, and yes, there were some accidental deaths, but, you know, the ones that survived learned from it, and that actually seems more like our descriptions of the eighties. Now
3: that I think about it. Yes.
0: Yes. There were some abductions, but the rest of us grew stronger and learned karate.
2: smarts! <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, don't remind me of that. <laughs> uh, there's a photo of me where I'm in my karate outfit that my parents took. I look so miserable. I love that photo. I'm so miserable. Maybe, it's like, let me go. Was home. it part of your form?
1: It, you got, I gotta do this grimace every time I do it. Yeah. I do a sweet it was pic.
2: not. I really did not want to be there. <laughs> oh. I I'm
3: sorry. sorry but but. yep.
0: Yeah, Pixel Ripped is, is pretty cool if you have like a PSVR or something else to play it on. um, It's it's a neat idea. It's uh, it's a bit more fun to talk about than it is yeah. to actually play.
4: It's a little mm. better in concept and execution, yeah. for sure. Of, but, there's, there's nothing like franchise. it, though. it's still like an hour
1: plus game. I just wish it yeah. was cheaper. Yeah, it's not a
4: very long game. Yeah. No, that's good enough. Two
0: hours or so. It's you know, it's a fun VR experience.
1: Yeah, I I, I love yeah. the second one. That was hilarious. Yeah, I might try
0: it. Yeah, it's great. Um, but anyway, we should move along to
3: number two.
1: It wasn't, uh, it
2: wasn't, que- Nights and Bites, I love it that It's Nights intro. and Bikes, nights but if, and bikes. it wasn't Queen like,
4: and it wasn't Sesame Street, what was that? <laughs> Dude, the concept of kids singing punk rock is all, it always works, I'm shocked mm-hmm. it doesn't happen more often, like listen to this, listen to the theme song from Big City Greens that, that plays in the credits, look at the, uh, what's that other, that video game song by that like kid band that we always talk about, uh, Is that like, wanna play, play video, video, games. video games, uh,
1: what's, uh, the Clash have a career opportunities cover from children? It's cute. Oh
0: wow! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but anyway, Knights and Bikes is an absolutely yes. charming game. It is published by Double Fine, created by Foam Sword Games, mm. and it is about. It, it's basically like what if Goonies, but instead of a gang of American kids, it's two little girls on this depressed backwater tourist island somewhere off the coast of England, and you have to find a cursed treasure to save this RV park and <laughs> mini golf
3: course. Yes, that's, that's, that's yeah. the hook for
2: me. I like at the beginning how when, you know, talking about, you know, the freedom and everything, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, the dark hair girl just kind of shows up and, you yeah. know, she's in the other one's trailer. Yeah. And it's, so they have a little fight and then they get along together. And it's like, but
0: who is this strange person? Yeah. You know, well, it's, so. it's established. So there it's two girls, Nessa and, um, What's the second one's name? Demelza. 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 And, Demelza. And so Demelza is the daughter of this RV park owner. And you find out that like, oh, her mother has recently died. And so she no longer goes to school while she, you know, learns to adjust with this trauma. So this girl, Nessa stows away on a ferry after running away from home. And she is after this treasure because She needs it for whatever reason. And so, you know, Demelza is just very sad and desperately wants someone to go on adventures with. And so they make friends and you get this wonderful co-op game where you can you can play it solo or you can play it with with uh, someone else and just running around this island. And uh, you can kick things as Demelza or throw frisbees at them as Nessa. You eventually both get bikes and can ride around at top speed, explore the island, fight ghosts that come to life and possess things. Uh, and part of what kicks it off is uh, visiting the mini golf course, which is actually quite elaborate, it has a bunch of animatronics, and retells the story of Penfurzy, the island that you're on, and.
3: Cruising. I am the king of olden times with my little (laughs) jester, If you can deliver this treasure to its secret hiding place just like in the ancient legend of Ben-Fersey you will be rewarded with a genuine treasure man so you can look for the actual Ben-Fersey treasure
0: Yes, you can get a treasure map that will show you where the treasure is and has many valuable coupons for vacationers. Uh, it's it's a really cute game. It, it has an art style that is reminiscent of Psychonauts. I don't think it's the same mm. artist, but it's it's very similar where everything is a little bit... Yeah, uh, I, I
1: only got to watch some gameplay videos. and it, mm-hmm. it Costume Quest would have qualified if not for the lack of an 80s setting. And it reminded me yeah. a lot of Costume Quest.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Just, I, I do love that. Where you, where instead of just being nostalgic for something, I get to play as a little kid. I love it. I love doing that.
0: Yeah, it's not really about nostalgia in any but the broadest sense. Like you know, it, it really is just about being a kid. And even though it's set in the eighties, you can easily forget that it's set in the eighties. It does not hit you over the head with that. There's one point where you go like past this record shop, and of course, like the one record shop on the island is owned and and run by a punk rocker. And so it's just blasting deafening music at all times. And like, you see graffiti outside, like Thatcher, get out. And like, that's a bit dated, isn't it? Oh, right. No, this is is 86. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's absolutely charming. It is perfect. It perfectly fits with the adventure theme of, you know, kids going out and exploring and getting into trouble and uncovering mystical secrets. And finding riches, but oh no, there is one thing that I want to point out. This is the sound the girls make when they're running. And cord did did you, did you ever make like, jet hole. noises when you were running around as a kid oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I do it to my
1: cat all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like it
0: yeah, and they have a pet goose uh, that's the honking that you hear dude. Yeah. oh okay, Nessa makes jet noises, demelza makes brrr, like the airplane noise uh. Whatever. Um,
4: but yes, Do they, they do Naruto run? Mm-hmm. You have to have a Naruto run.
0: Kind of, oh. yeah. Yeah, they kind of do with the head forward and the arms
1: out back. Yes.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> if I'm going to run into anything headlong, it's going to be with my face first. That's what I want to collide. <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: And also, when are we going to stop calling the Naruto run? And remember, Mario did that in, in Mario 64. That's he true. He ran like that. Oh, man. And I'm sure other people did beforehand.
4: His were more like off to the side where his hands were almost flapping. Naruto runs like the arms are way back.
1: I think I think if you look, he does that. He does that as well. All right. (laughs) Well, in
0: the
1: the end, if you want to talk about our
0: personal (laughs) 1980s experiences, nothing encapsulates it quite like this. What game is this, Chris?
1: Retro Game Challenge. Bam! Yes. Oh uh, Bike. <laughs> yeah. Never well, pass it,
0: up it, an excuse yeah. to bring this up. This is not about Excite Bike, this is about the experience of playing Excite Bike. Okay.
1: Yeah, Yeah, oh great. I'm so glad Laf doesn't know what this is, so I I can have an excuse to talk about it again. But okay. it is one of my yeah. favorite it it might be my favorite Nintendo DS game, and I was just curious. I looked it up on eBay. Like, loose cartridges of this shit go for, like, 60 bucks, so... Wow. Uh, yep. it, it wasn't yep. a big seller. It has an untranslated sequel, but it's based on the, uh... Oh, my God. What's... Game Center? Is that the name of the... Yeah,
0: Game Center CX is the name the of Game the Game Center show. is was
1: just a guy in Japan basically being a, t- a streamer on over the airwaves of normal television. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he he was just episodes. a
0: normal guy trying to beat, like, Famicom games. And but in like the late nineties,
1: two thousands, and yeah, we we eventually got some of the episodes over here. So in Japan, they made a game based off of this show, but for here, since the, his awareness is a little low, they had a, they had to uh, re. What would you call that? Reshell the game entirely to make it about the experience of being a kid and looking forward to games.
0: I mean that, that's kinda of what it was about in Japan. They they remade it to kind of be more relatable to an American audience in that. They like, did.
1: And the the biggest thing they did to uh, I believe, was they had like actual games journalologists write some of the uh and they're, they're yeah. name-checked in the game. Or,
0: or at least, like, you know, write parodies of their own work in these these magazines that you get, at like, on a periodic basis as you're going through the game's story. And, like, Dan Shu, I believe, appears as Dan Sock
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, <laughs> of, of EGM. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a lot of stuff Matt was describing in, he liked about Tunic. Because Tunic mm-hmm. has, like, this mm-hmm. little manual that you find, and you right. realize you can do certain things. And I, there's, there's there's a couple of games in there that are like, how the fuck am I supposed to get past this? And then like a, a game magazine will, basically you're playing the game from the floor of your living room. Mm-hmm. You pop in games with your friend and you, tell, you talk about rumors and scour these cute little game magazines looking for information on how to get further in some of these games. Yeah. And later on, they're all playable, uh, like outside of this shell. And they're all really fun. They're really Mm -hmm. fun on their own, Mm -hmm. except for the RPG.
0: Uh, Yeah, the RPG. I I don't think I ever quite got to the RPG, but uh, I I did love the various games, but they didn't completely, like, they didn't scrub the original premise. Like, Arino, the guy from Game Center CX, is still very much a part of this game and is is name-checked in the opening VO.
3: Having been utterly defeated by his friends in every current-gen multiplayer
1: game, Arino longed to become a gaming master. His obsessive desire for complete dominance in the gaming world spawned
3: a digitalized version of himself in his Nintendo DS. He came to be called
1: Game Master of And he began to haunt gamers around the world with retro game challenges. You have been chosen for his all-new game challenges from his home turf,
0: the 80s. So, yeah, the game begins with, like, the digital head of the host of this show... Yeah. Who's who is evil? Like the, the the digital version is evil and casts you back into his own childhood so that you can become good at the games that he was good at when he was a kid. And so the the friend that you're playing next to is him as a kid, and it's his living room and his Famicom, but he lets you play, which is you know very nice of him. This <laughs> is like here, I'll just sit here and watch you play on my my machine. And this is probably why I'm not very good at video games as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, the, you you go through a bunch of different games. Like they start out relatively simple with like a, I think there's like a sh- a, a basic shmup that's kind of based on uh, Star Soldier at the at the very beginning, and uh, and you you unlock uh, Robot Ninja Haggleman, which yes. yeah, sounds like this.
3: Good luck, man.
0: the commentary from him as, as you're playing. Like, ah, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, okay. Anyway. Then, then I think, you know, some months go by in-game, and eventually, like, Robot Ninja Haggleman 2 is released, and, like, oh, yeah. it goes, went through, like, a big graphical change. <laughs> yeah, the
1: third one is, like, just Ninja Gaiden. It goes yeah. from, like, Crazy Castles to Ninja Gaiden. And, and Rally King... Is a totally playable arcade racer in its own right.
0: Yeah, it's basically Correct. Rally X. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if you ever played that old Namco game, I think,
1: yeah. But And it has a uh, Final Fantasy game, Dragon Warrior-esque game is Guardia yeah. Quest. Yeah, Guardia well, Quest, I think. Guardia Quest, right. and it's basically, like, it's kind of like a multi-hour RPG, except when you read in a game magazine, because sometimes you're only playing these, you need to play portions of these games to unlock more of the story of mm-hmm. the kids in the living room. Yeah. Uh, and then you read the magazine like, oh, there's a secret door all the way to the left that'll get you to the end of the game right away. I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to do mm-hmm. this for two and a half hours uh, <laughs> and get back to this progress of the main game. And it's just, hmm. this is wonderful. I, I don't think I've ever played anything that's so better captured. I don't know, the fun of being a little kid and loving games and all you had were the f- like a handful of games and game magazines and mm-hmm. the whispers of friends to know what mm-hmm. was going on. Mm-hmm.
5: It I
4: just like pisses that. me off because, like, you hear I'm very quiet. Never played this because it is literally trapped on the DS. Yeah, like, there's no yeah. way to get or play Let's, this game. I think that there's a double-edged that.
1: sword here. They, they they didn't use the Game Center uh, brand, hmm. even though you look up on YouTube. This dude clearly has tons of English-speaking followers. Like, uh, people love this guy. Yeah, and it probably would have sold better if you look at the cover. It's just black and retro game challenge. If yeah. it had the branding, it it could have helped. I mean, and retro game challenge sounds like it's it
0: sounds like shovelware. It sounds yeah, like it a yes. mini game yeah. collection that is gonna like oh get this many points in this game to move on, and like uh, some of it some of it is true, but it's it's in this very lovingly put together shell that uh, is is a lot of fun to experience. Yeah, you uh, got yeah. no choice but to
1: steal it. Yeah. Get and those it's, it's R4 really r- cards out.
0: really a shame that uh, this didn't do better.
4: Um, yeah, that it has an
1: untranslated sequel with the Super Nintendo era, and I'm livid every day we mm. didn't get that.
4: Uh, there yeah. has to be a fan mod of that, right? There is. theres like, there is a got fan to be a fan out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. For yeah. 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 those adventurous it's... enough to look into it. Oh, I, I,
4: what is the state of officially playing DS... Games at this point, like if I I have my 3DS, but if mm-hmm. this was not available as DSiWare, it's not like I can ever download it. Mean, the, right? the
1: DS, the DS era it. is the only one I can remember where like these things were emulatable immediately and with very little hardware prowess. Like <laughs> it's kind of what killed that system, I, I, I think. Mm. And, and that, the system did fine, but like
4: I don't, I have no, some. That's in- a known. That's a known thing. I think Nintendo. The reason they pivoted to 3DS is is. Hackers kept cracking Ooh, the yes. code for the DS. Yeah. It was just like, yeah.
0: And I mean, there is a reason that the villain of the first uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia game is called R four. Uh,
4: <laughs> the R four major
0: major threat to the games industry at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah the, and, and R
0: four cartridge that enabled piracy on
1: the DS. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah I know that I had some information on how rampant DS piracy was because, like, a uh, dude, you could get like a. Hundred dollar, two hundred dollar laptop that would emulate this two hundred dollar system,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it would run fine. Uh, mm. And the R four card was like, "What am I talking about?" Anyway, but but oh, it's, it's, it's the only time in the I remember this, this state of the state of emulation being like, "Oh wow, we can just emulate this generation's games." That hadn't mm-hmm. really happened before, because emulation was only like a, a generation old. But uh, right. yeah, yeah. The retro game challenge is this super sweet story about growing up. Loving games, and I haven't really seen much other games like it. And it, just because the, the the labor of having to design like what is it seven exclusive, unique of the era new games with, mm. and it's from uh, Namco Bandai, and it all kind of reeks of uh, love for them as well.
4: Uh, yeah. Published by them,
0: yeah. They're, they, these are all like. Uh... Sort of stand-ins for existing Namco games.
4: Yeah, can't get sued if you own the rights to the
0: originals. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. But man, the game still has an official website. God mm-hmm. damn it! Awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this
0: this this best captures, I think, what was our experience growing up in the '80s, which was <laughs> sitting around in our friends' basements playing Nintendo, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: not going on bicycle adventures.
4: Maybe when we were younger. I did both. I did both. Yeah, I did
2: both, yeah.
4: I did both. Also, once again, California, no basements.
2: <laughs> no, no, true, true, true. No basements
4: as far as the eye can see in yeah, Earthquake and I was Country.
2: Yeah, no basements, yeah, because mm-hmm. I live on the Gulf Coast and Water Table. Yeah. Florida, no basements.
1: <laughs> but we did run an extension cord out to a treehouse one time and hooked up the NES to a black and white television and played wow. in a treehouse.
4: Well, it's- the... the- California and Florida equivalent of basements are houses built on slopes where you would go downstairs to like a room, like a downstairs entertainment room. A detached garage with a room over it. Yes. Mm -hmm. That.
1: (laughs) I know you California.
4: Loud and Mm. clear. I I see you Florida.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's our top five (laughs) games about being a kid in the 80s. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, And It's time to move on so we're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to talk about some news, some new releases some other stuff, so stay tuned. Here we are.
1: get scratching
4: would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew then we
0: strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com laser time it supports not only this show but all the rest of the laser time network you'll get commentaries play games with the hosts see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad free podcast bonus time speaking
1: of which here's a quick taste
5: But I want to talk about good cartoons talk, I want to talk about. about a good cartoon. A good experience. A movie I have seen
4: three times. What? What?
5: I've seen three times.
4: I've seen it twice already.
5: That's Chippendale. What the
4: fuck? I'm supposed to be like the diehard here. (laughs) Jesus Christ! It it Uh, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris. Because it's like the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never. It is. It is Roger Rabbit,
1: and I. I don't say this with cynicism. It's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers, Uh, and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like. Trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald, really. But, like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever, but there's, like, they're just, boom, there in the end.
4: Fucking crazy! It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got. And the, this is Randy Marsh in a Randy, Randy in Marsh. Randy Marsh chilling in, it's sauna. Just in, a, in a sauna room. I was. I, I got With, uh, two of the three little
0: pigs. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreoncom time And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to hop straight into. These are the new
3: releases they are releasing new. These are the everybody
4: Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Finally, yeah. we have impressions. Well, one of us might have impressions about the Sunbreak content. I'm <laughs> here more just as a warning to consumers if you buy this $40 expansion. You, even if you have rolled credits on Monster Hunter Rise and might have thought that you beat the game, no, 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 no. Uh, this To to access the content, as I learned this week, you have to have finished both the Quest Hub quests as well as the Gathering Hub quests. And I still had a few Gathering Hub quests I had not hmm. finished, and so I can't even start the content yet. Um, oh, is, is that exactly what... Yes. I, yeah, I,
1: remember, I knew I rolled credits, and I think I bounced after about 60 hours. 'Cause it's like the lightest on content I think a Monster Hunter game is bigger. I, been I in bounced I looked
4: at my time playing before starting the DLC seventy-three hours wow. and I am not qualified to pay, <laughs> play the DLC that I spent forty dollars. Forty bucks on. I
2: think I would qualify. I was about 140 hours, yeah. But
4: I'm sorry. This is a <laughs> criticism like of this model. You should not gate that content I gave you $40 for, you should not be gating it behind over 73 hours of investment yeah. in a game. It, it, like, the, the reason I stopped
1: playing because I got sick of fighting the same monsters. Yes. I wanted to fight new monsters. Otherwise, I would have kept playing, and now I've paid $40 for new monsters. And it, I stayed up until like 3 or 4 in the morning last night after some work just to like try and unlock the new content to talk about it. And you know, at the end of the day, the reality is it's more monster.
2: <laughs> I especially think that's stupid because because of the way the game is designed. Before it started, we were talk I said, uh, "Hello, Final Fantasy 14." I, you know, I still don't know how I feel about the fact that you got to play through all the dang story. All at, at least MMOs have
4: up. established that, like most MMOs, they expect but you to I get to the let end you game content, in,
2: jump in, and all that stuff. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. do the story. It's kind of yeah. what I meant. That's a big investment, but. Like you were saying, that that is a, that is a story to follow and everything. These are just quests in uh, Monster Hunter Rise. No, that's, it's,
1: that's it's 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 the Americans, I think, who push Monster Hunter needs a story, dude. I am full skip mode all the time. Yeah. I do not care. What the fucking cat who serves me <laughs> serves me ice cream has to say about every little fucking thing in the universe. Well, especially if, the, if the
4: monster difficulties would scale to your hunter rank or something like that. There's yeah. no reason I need to beat these other quests before you don't. Killing you can't unlock
1: your hunter rank without this. <laughs> it, 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 Americans were getting were getting the hunter rank mode or whatever the, that's called G rank for free in. Because we would get one big monster hunter. Japan is, is used to getting things like w- we're getting sunbreak now. Yeah, that's traditionally how the games are sold. But because uh, my hunter rank now is, I, I was like mad. I can't wait to compare hunter ranks with you. Because hunter ranks is an amazing thing. You have no ranking next to your name. You play your monster hunter. Play play your monster hunter, and then eventually you finish high rank. And it's like, oh, by the way, you are getting points and losing points for dying this whole time. And we will da- now calculate your rank, and you can shoot up to like rank 20, rank 40, rank I'm rank 9, rank rank 11, <laughs> which is right after 8 rank quests. Uh, so that wasn't very exciting. Because but but again, I'm a seasoned Monster Hunter player. My biggest frustration was trying to like figure out
4: there's a lot of shit going on mm-hmm. in uh our previous game of the year and having to relearn Tried that. Trying to uncover what's new versus that. That was one of my issues is I bought the expansion and I hadn't played in like over a year. Mm-hmm. And so there've been a lot of events in the meantime. And so like, you know, when I get there, I get that typical, like, deluge of fucking screens, like, Hey, there's this event and this, event. and I'm like, okay, now which, which is tied to the money I gave you and which is just free content <laughs> that everyone got,
1: you know, it's and, and uh, my, my, but my biggest complaint, I loaded it up and Fired it up, runs like absolute shit on my Switch, and that did improve, okay, uh, for the most part. But and uh, maybe some of this is because you know I was just playing something on a PS5 and jumping back to thirty frames a second. Oh my god! I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that, but it was still much worse than not having thirty frames a second. It was way slower yeah. Now.
4: I would I would be curious what PC owners of the game like how That's... how My big
1: issue here, because why is there a 4K 60 frame a second version coming out simultaneously and I'm stuck playing it on my launch switch, which I think is really the problem, because eventually that stuff smoothed out in in the game zones. yeah. Consistent 30, but somehow in the hubs, Matt Have you noticed, like, huge frame rate oh, drop Like,
4: yeah it's, it, it's, it's really,
1: especially the new one, it's like Technically too big for the Switch to fucking run
4: So the issue I have isn't that the PC version Exists, it's yeah. that the PlayStation and Xbox versions don't Exist, it's yeah. like, wait, you did Just Switch and PC? Like, what? If
1: any, because I thought Monster Hunter Rise Was a leaner, meaner version to compensate For a lack of a portable version Yes. Uh, like you, we would get if we still had Nintendo DS's and TV's. And PSPs. it is leaner
4: compared to World. Like, World technically totally. is a
1: better looking game. Yeah, but there's all these. Like, when they start to try and introduce new systems, man, I missed World's interface of like, you can pull up any tutorial anytime and a little video will play showing you what this. They've yeah. told me like 900 things once I unlock the new content. <laughs> and it's all. Yeah. What does this mean? And why would I use this? Like, this, yeah. why. This is a terrible tutorial system that, that
4: kind of ignores everything good that world did the one the one quality of life thing that you get right away you don't need to earn it that it's much appreciated they give your palamut like a, a bag so you know how you would like max out on collecting resources yeah. like oh sorry i can't get any more ferns or whatever the fuck like now your dog just stores all the extras in his bags yeah, so it's nice. like very perfect
1: yeah it oh i nice. like him i like and i still i still love it in like playing yeah. that And there's been some monster encounters here. This is fucking amazing. This is wonderful. And so my my gripes are small, but like, I really would prefer to be playing this somewhere other than the Switch. And if I had to guess, Nintendo put some money up to make this exclusive and didn't think it was competing with PC because they're idiots. And... That's why why we are where we I are.
4: I don't know why I'm surprised because I I believe Iceborne worked exactly this way where I bought it and then I had to like earn my right to play the content. I just thought because yeah. Rise did stream Monster Hunter World streamlined so much of the previous Monster Hunter games. Mm-hmm. Rise streamlined it even further. So I just kind of thought like, okay, they've learned their lesson. They're going to let you know cuz let's be honest like the switch pl- as a platform that's not your most hardcore dedicated you know hardcore yeah. fucking gamers on the switch right it's like yeah yeah i thought but, th- yeah.
1: i read that monster hunter world or as a franchise is now i think maybe world was is like capcom's best selling game ever like what is keeping so. rise with,
4: especially with iceborne thrown in there absolutely
1: yeah what is keeping rise and again it doesn't look it doesn't look anywhere near as good as iceborne or world I don't know why they went with that. It's just that, like, Monster Hunter fans are sort of used to having old old engines and old graphics. I, I
4: mean, I played a lot of Rise handheld, like, at mm-hmm. launch versus, you know, getting the extra power from docking it. And it, it was fine. Uh, I've only tried Sunbreak, you know, on the dock. And, like, definitely, I don't think I'm going to go back to handheld. It's like, yeah, you need you need that little bit of yeah, extra I'm power. I'm only playing yeah. on, mm-hmm. on
1: dock, and it was the most significant frame rate dips I've ever seen on it. Switch game from a triple-A publisher, because yeah. obviously, I don't know where Nintendo's certification and seal of quality is if you look in their sales store, because there's a lot of stuff in there for ten cents that is, like, somehow worth less than that, mm. but, but I really do worry about my Switch, because it is a five-year-old game console now, running on, like, Android parts, yeah. and... I, it's just not doing too well it takes a long time to boot a ton of things
4: I mean but we have to remember though it this is a platform from what 2016 uh,
1: 2017 yeah. March 2017
4: yeah but so it's it's uh you know that's that's a long while that's five years ago right yeah. so it, it's it's, yeah.
1: it's like right before the ps4 no it's right before the ps4 pro and' uh i want
4: to say
0: after
1: the Xbox series X. yeah it might have been after <laughs> after as well so I don't think they're anywhere close to... I'm just. They have to announce a new Switch console, period. There is not going to be a new Nintendo console. It'll be the Nintendo Switch, this and that, because they're not going to revamp their stores. And I trust me, I assure you, Nintendo will ask you to pay for this stuff all over again when it does release a new console. <laughs> but it's just not ready to do that right now. They need to announce one very soon. That OLED thing was not enough.
0: How many hours do I have to play
1: before I can break the sun? <laughs> I don't... I would... <laughs> There was a a boss battle that was so big and chaotic. Maybe that is what happens. I don't know yet. <laughs> maybe you break the I, sun. I,
4: I mean, if you're a certain hunter rank, you can only be a blister in the sun, Michael. I don't know about yeah. breaking it though. Matt, let him go wild. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: anyway, uh, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. Yeah, how is this? How That's is pretty this? good, actually. Um, These are I've, good
4: games. They've I been played a it games. a
0: little bit, and, um, I'd never really gotten into Klonoa games very much. I think I I played mm-hmm. one for a top five for a little bit and was pleasantly surprised by it. Was it two? It was two. Yeah, and then really good. Yeah, the remake of one, one in here, so, um... The first game, Door to Phantom Isle... Uh, yeah, yeah, Door to Phantom Isle was released in, like, 97. Yeah, it's a PS1 game. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a it's PS1 a- game. So they, this is actually a remaster of the Wii remake. The Wii. From, like... <laughs> <laughs> what, was what was, was it fucking, searching
4: it was my Apple watch I have no idea what, it, what it it's chiming in it's helping yeah um, fucking series. like I fucking love Klonoa bro let's talk Klonoa I you wanna get in here Siri fucking dated violent femmes references mm-hmm, mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can play more music like The Valentine's. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, so, Kanoa, yeah, the, the remake, or the remaster that's in there is based
4: on the Wii version. It is f- fantastic. What's crazy, so even though it's made off a Wii remaster of a PS1 game, the Wii wasn't widescreen HD right. either, right? Like, it's, mm, right. So it's, They still had yeah. to do major work I, to it. I,
1: I remember, because, you know, I'm not in the business of game collecting, but... I got a copy dumb. of Klonoa 2 after it was like gone. And that's like, this is like in the middle of the PS2 era. And it was one of yeah. my most valuable games ever. And it's the great. Wii version came out. And it just like, this didn't lower the value of the game at all. Because <laughs> it's the Wii version. And it's not HD in an HD world. Yeah. Uh, now we finally have that. So that's, to me, is kind of exciting. Such
4: Such great. I mean, they're, they're technically side-scrolling platformers. You move mm-hmm. from left to right. But their use of that 2.5D to kind of warp the world around yeah, yeah. and shit, it's, it's M- beautiful.
0: Not just warp the world, but, like, create alternate paths through, through levels. Like, there'll be yeah. a bunch of different places where it forks, or you can, like, go through a tunnel or whatever. And, yeah. and like, oh, you'll... Find different things to collect through here and it creates a sort of replayability where like, oh, if you want to get a hundred percent for this stage, you need to go on all these different paths and find all the little trinkets and free all the little whatever is that you're supposed to be freeing. And uh but yeah, it's 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 really cool if you've never played these. They have kind of an unusual gameplay, uh our approach to gameplay and you know one of the reasons I compare it to knights is because a big part of the game is grabbing enemies and either throwing them or like you know throwing them downward for like a double jump. Yeah. Uh and yeah it, it feels really good and uh the yeah it's it's just it's very charming. The the character just constantly babbles nonsense uh <laughs> and I recommend it. It's yeah. If you if you like Klonoa, you will probably like these remasters. And uh, if you've never played Klonoa,
1: boy, are you in for a treat! Yeah, it's one yeah, of those. Of I'll definitely pick it up at some point. I'm not jumping to needing to play this right now, but I love these yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, They'll the only reason Klonoa, on. my Klonoa two PS two copy is worth anything is because it like failed and went away. And most people who play games are living like this is unfair. This this game rules. This should come back. And here we are, twenty years later. Yay! <laughs>
0: Uh, Garden Story is also out and uh, uh, on on Game Pass among Zach other Raff's platforms. Game.
1: No, uh, yeah. sorry. That's a really dumb really dumb. Slight, slightly <laughs> wow. but, wow. but but my most current Someone cue reference the shins. my most current mm. reference of the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. Garden Story is a Zelda-like RPG with like some village building elements where you play as a little grape named Concord. And uh, Yeah, I see what they did. You're, there. you're like the youngest member of this village that uh, is being besieged by this force called the Rot, and the Rot appears late the at rock. night. And uh, it's just basically little clouds of filth that are, you know, infecting everything. And so you have to eliminate the rot and keep your
4: townspeople safe. And The rot says, know your role mm-hmm. and shut your damn grape mouth. I wanted mouth. to make the first Dwayne Johnson reference. God damn it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> waiting patiently and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of games um, are going after this thing where they're like, hey, what if Stardew Valley but also better dungeon crawling mechanics. Or what a Stardew
0: like. Valley but you're the produce.
4: <laughs> By the way, quick aside, one of the ways you can tell someone is a Bay Area local is if they say Concord, which is how you pronounce that right. city name, instead mm. of Concord mm. grapes. Or, right. Mm. Yes.
1: The same, uh, like, uh, Oregon same the North States North and Oregon Trail.
4: Hmm.
0: I just it. pronounce it like um, wasn't there one of the, the coconut guys in Monty Python and the Holy Grail that was named Concord? It wasn't better. too nerdy even
4: else? for me, Michael. Um, <laughs> Possibly. I want to bully you a little bit for that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a bit like, so, you know, I think Michael and I both speak a bit of Spanish. And so there's mm-hmm. a city in Marin called, around here, you refer to it as San Rafael. Mm-hmm. But technically, if you were pronouncing the actual Spanish pronunciation, it would be San Rafael. San Rafael. Well, you know, San it's, Rafael. Uh, that's
2: the way I came here pronouncing it, mm-hmm. and then I adopted the local pronunciation rolling
1: my uh-huh. eyes. Yeah. Uh, like and, Los <laughs>
0: instead of Los Gatos. I've been
1: trying to record it all day. <laughs> uh, I had to switch to a new app to talk to these guys, and now Siri yells it at me in my ear. And Michael, you would love the way she pronounces your name. Repper is oh, yeah. just said. Uh, hate it.
4: Mickle Reperes. Michael Reperes. Uh, let's oh last call of bbs is a game i think michael and i both tried um it's 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 not brand new it's it's a few weeks old it's on game pass for pc i am digging the vibe of this game i have not played previous Zachtronics games this is the last game from jack Zachtronics. they announced that he zach or whoever the, the head hmm. guy is he's he's leaving to become a teacher i believe um it's hard to call this a well it is a game it's a series of games it's sort of like a, a mini game compilation but i love the i love the the conceit of the game the premise is like uh this guy has sent you this old like a, a z5 power lance it's like this old fake brand yeah, it's, of computer. it's it's like an
0: any computer but it's like tec or something like that but right. yeah it's it's a it's a japan specific computer like the ffm towns or something yeah
4: yeah and 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 the the story is basically he's like left you some notes saying like yeah check out this computer you can kind of experience what i was going through in like the early 90s when bulletin board like bbs culture was a thing and and the whole premise of the game is you you log into this computer and you you log on to this bbs that's still up and running and you can You can download games Mm -hmm. uh, to, and then each time you download a game and then kind of accomplish something in that game, he kind of writes you another note. You haven't
0: mentioned the best part about downloading these games is (laughs) waiting for them to download in real time. (laughs) For like, it
4: will bring you back if you grew up with three
0: minutes, and then it's like, oh, you have another thirteen minutes until you can download
1: another game. Oh, your mom just picked up the phone. Have to wait to play Mm -hmm. Wolfenstein. Yeah, So thankfully,
0: you know, to keep you busy for these three minutes, there's a pretty good solitaire game. <laughs> or you can play other games that you've already downloaded.
4: But also you can't just download them all at once because there is mm-hmm. a bandwidth cap, which was right. a real thing. Like the, the server admin would like set like, yeah, you can only use up this much bandwidth per day. We're paying for this bandwidth over here, people. And so it's like it's basically after you download a game, it's there's like a 15 minute cooldown mm-hmm. timer yeah. which they expect you to poke around that game a little bit. But it's there are some funny quirks there, but yeah, every, every time you do something in a game. So one of the games I played, first of all, most of the games, they don't really have many instructions. It's just kind of like part of the charm of this is you're meant to poke around and figure this stuff out. So I downloaded this game that was like this. It was a, a game of solitaire, but using uh, Hanafuda cards, right? Oh. And I have no clue how to read these cards or anything. And I, you sort of have to figure out the rules to that game of solitaire, as you go with, with very minimal guidance. And uh, yeah, once you beat it, and if you beat it on each difficulty level, it sort of tells the story. So in the case of that Solitaire game, it tells the story of this woman that you you're the guy who gave you the computer he met in Japan when he was over there working for one of these software companies and kind of progresses throughout like their relationship of like you know as coworkers and stuff so each of these games sort of has like a similar premise and story that gets sent to like this on screen it's like a personal digital assistant like an on screen PDA and it's just like oh here's another note mm-hmm. about this thing and it and it I think the way you can tell you're making progress in the game is there's basically like a little address book that fills in the names of these people hmm. and and it is it is just sort of telling the story of of like this 90s computing scene and this BBS scene but it's also I think in what I've heard in many ways it's sort of telling the story of Zaktronics as a developer like it's it's How did you describe it to me, Michael? It's like, yeah, it seems like a lot of, like, games they started on or they were kind of messing around with. That they were
0: putting together. And then I think the company, like, in real life, the company, like, shut its doors and just decided, like, we're going to put this out as our farewell. Yeah. And and so it's like a tribute to their own work, but it's also featuring their work that was, I I think, unfinished and... uh,
4: but it's, it's, yeah. So this is their last game. It's really neat. Um, it is missing a few things. If you really truly know nineties internet culture, there is no bong in the connection mm. sound that you mm. guys all hear when Michael plays the, uh, the news, uh, sound like it's, it's missing a few elements there, but it, it is a fun recreation. I, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of like Hypnospace outlaw did mm-hmm. a great job of capturing a certain era of internet culture. This is, is recapturing that as well so um again if you have game pass and especially on pc uh go check it out it's i think it's really neat uh i don't i think i've gotten enough out of it i don't know that i need to unlock all the stories and stuff but it's a cool little toy
0: and i went immediately like for the weirdest thing on the menu which was like it's a game that a lot of people don't understand about building flesh sculptures i'm like i what is this i have to download it and it does perfectly hit a certain vibe that you saw a lot in like early 90s PC gaming where, you know, th- there there wasn't quite uh, the mainstreamness of P- like PC, a lot of PC games that you see now. And it was sort of like this weird Cronenbergian cyberpunk kind of approach to, to game design mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you see it mostly, like, in the Amiga era, um, and just just strange, unsettling kind of games that you start to wonder. It's like, is this cursed? Did I <laughs> download a cursed game? And, and no, it's just like you got your hands on something like I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, or right. Knights of the Crystallian, or some other just really weird game that nobody well, remembers Some, some of now. the things
4: aren't games as much as, like, it really captures an early... PC culture and BBS culture, there was like this hobby craft scene of like mm-hmm. people just building these like kind of shareware apps. And one of the things on there, it's not even a game. It's this the, – the premise of it is this guy really loved a lot of the the toys that you'd get in Japan. Like, you know, the, the – not robot toys. What am I – what's the word I'm looking Transform- for?
1: Transformographers. Like, uh...
4: No. Flashlights, yeah, yes, flashlights. No. Awesome, <laughs> no man. Uh, the, the shit that Robotech robots were. Right? Oh, me- Mecca, like, like Mecca, yeah. yeah. So like the you know like a mecha model scene, but of course those were too expensive, and so he literally built this toy that like lets you assemble mecha model kits, and then like so you you punch them out of the little plastic mold things. You, you have to it's basically like assembling a puzzle like Hmm. the the instruction guide is very very sparse and and you have to kind of figure it out and then you have to like straight up put masking tape on it and paint these things all in this computer interface and then your reward if you paint a good one is it'll export a gift to your actual pc desktop that you can like load up at any time it's it's (laughs) but it's that's very much that scene of just like some person like yeah man i can't afford to buy all these hundred dollar mecha models i'm just going to build like a toy on pc that kind of lets you do that for free Hmm. you know from home so love the hobby craft aspect of the game it's it's a really neat thing um check it out last Hmm. call bbs
0: and uh, Time on Frog Island also came out this week. It's a good companion sort so of awesome. <laughs> thematic game for Garden Story and for Rune Factory 5, which I think also came out on PC this week. Um, mm-hmm. None of us played it on Switch when it came out, and we're
4: not about to start now. Uh, but <laughs> no, if we haven't played any Rune Factories, this no. is not the time to start no, playing Rune Factory about it.
0: <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know.
4: Um, but Time on
0: Frog Island is you are a shipwrecked sea captain, Uh, and you find yourself on an Island that is populated entirely by giant frog people. And you don't really speak the language, but everybody speaks in sort of, uh, pictures. And so you can kind of see like, okay, this, this guy mentioned a saw. He probably wants a saw. If I find one while wandering around this giant sandbox, open world, I should bring it to him. And so it's about like, yeah, doing favors and getting the things you need to repair your, your destroyed ship. And, uh, you know, uh, keep your plant safe, which for some reason is your most treasured possession. You can, you know, pick it up, and it's just like a, a giant plant. And getting it back is your first priority. And when you pick it up, you can hold. There's like a pet button that just makes you like hug it, and little hearts start rising up. And uh, it's it's an adorable little game. And uh, if yes. you if you like, you know, just sort of cryptic open world uh, kind of chill games, it's uh, it's probably up your alley. Okay. But anyway, that does it for the new releases. Let's move along, too. There it is.
4: Konami is a company that, is, that has made quite a few Dune's games over Konami. the years. Yes, yes that's yes, yes. Did you
0: know they made a second I game? I just heard.
2: <laughs> By the way, that was 1987. They made wow.
4: several Metal Gear games uh, starting 35 years ago, because the series is celebrating its 35th anniversary. And in celebration Massive of that... Massive layoffs. Uh, oh. no, they're, they, <laughs> Konami's Japanese Twitter account posted um, that they are going to try to relist a bunch of Metal Gear games that they had to uh, temporarily suspend sales of. So, uh, yeah, here's the the post. The Metal Gear series released on July 13th, 1987, celebrated its 35th anniversary today. We're preparing to resume sales of titles that have been temporarily suspended. Um, They didn't clarify exactly which titles they were, but there was a a post back in... uh, Well, it was like they got removed in 2021... And the reasoning was they were trying to renew the licenses for a lot of that historical archive footage featured Mm. in the games and they had to suspend sales, so it seems like maybe they have renewed that. But these are these are big games. These aren't just like, oh yeah, this random thing. It's Metal Gear Solid Revenge. Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah. These are these are these are big major. But they also uh, made the
1: decision to put Godzilla footage in the game, so that'll be their curse forever. Why don't you rewrite it with Gamera? (laughs) Gamera
0: was (laughs) a
4: Gamera is really
0: cheap. So, uh, uh, really so neat. if you
4: if you miss Still playing or meat. buying any of those games before, they are now relisted. Uh, go get them while you can, because mm. uh, who knows how long they'll be up, or yeah. they will be relisted. I should say.
0: Oh, I, I, you know, hope that they they're keeping like some sort of big announcement under their hat, and it's like, hey, guess what? We finished Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. They they've no. they've said for years, no, this game is finished. It is complete. We never planned for anything else.
1: In yeah. uh, not of our 35th anniversary, we would like you to buy the exact same thing you bought 20 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: But for more money. I don't think you'd want them to finish five without Hideo Kojima, Michael. Um, no. But uh, Hideo Kojima went through some weirdness uh, oh, this yeah. past oh, week. Oh, God.
2: What the... That was... Damn. Uh,
4: you probably saw on the news, I think this was happened as we were recording last week, so uh, Shinzo Abe... Uh, he wasn't prime, dead by
1: the time we were stopped recording. Wow!
4: Right, yeah. For, former Prime Minister of Japan mm-hmm, yes. um, was assassinated uh, while well, at a campaigning event. I think he was campaigning on on his old party's behalf. But the weird part is, what is, is that corner, uh, people were immediately spreading misinformation that oh, the assassin looks like Hideo Kojima. And then other, like, people, r- news outlets, like, ran with that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, here's a picture of the assassin. Well, and it's like, no. I'm,
0: I'm a little murky on the chain of events, but, you know, people were making jokes about it on 4chan. And then a right-wing French lawmaker, you know, grabbed these pictures of Kojima, like, posing in front of a Che Guevara portrait or wearing yes. a, a Russian shopka with, like, the... The hammer and sickle, and saying the extreme left kills, kills, and then yeah. like a Greek news agency ran with that, and and yes. also used the same
4: pictures as of the quote unquote uh, assassin, and yeah, it's, it's yeah. So it started as a racist four chan joke, mm-hmm. and soon grew out of control to the point where Kajima Productions they tweeted out that they like strongly condemn the spread of fake news and rumors that convey yeah. false information. We do not tolerate such libel. Mm-hmm. Interesting use for that word Ooh. here, and will consider taking legal action in some cases. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think
1: I'd want to be pegged as a fucking murderer uh, <laughs> assassin of the president.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, know. Kojima Productions, like they exist based on Hideo Kojima's reputation, and so of course mm-hmm. they are yeah. going to protect that reputation as much as humanly possible. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it is a little weird because, like, I think you could say no reasonable person would believe <laughs> that Hideo Kojima. Killed
4: Shinzo Abe, well, oh, and I think that would be that French uh, politician's defense. You mm-hmm. know, go was... say,
2: "But these are the times we live yeah, in. Yeah,
4: but I don't think he intended it as. I,
0: I think he just didn't know who Kojima was, and just intended it as you know, look at this
1: leftist who killed Shinzo Abe. This is this right. is how you purple monkey dishwasher things on the hmm. fucking new internet. Yeah. Uh, desperate for a fucking scoop. Uh, it was
4: just so weird that that crossed over and became a video game story. This this tragedy. Yeah. Huge tragedy. Like, yeah. shocking, by the way. Like, the assassination of a public official is, mm-hmm. is a shocking thing. It rarely happens. and Yes. Uh, and then it's in Japan.
1: Uh, and it's in Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so here's my minor soapboxy thing. Because I've had the complete displeasure of watching footage of this happen and the Uvalde shooting are one of of the school shootings we've had in the last couple months. Uh, When the school shootings happen in, in an American school, kids immediately, like, run. They're like, they know what's going on. It's horrible to think about to watch American school children running away from shooters, but they hear gunshot. When this shot happens in Japan... Nobody does anything. Everyone was They confused. don't know what to do. Yeah. And, yeah, and like, no. he, like did a tire backfire and he just casually turns around and well, takes one in the gut and falls It's because the he was on ground. this
4: like traffic. To, it was like a, a thing in the middle of the road, basically. Yeah, was, and so I think people might have thought like, was that a car backfire? Mm-hmm. Nobody reacted.
2: It's almost it, Yeah, they're just dead still. It, it's incomprehensible. However, it's if whatever. I may
1: soapbox, I bet Japan will pass a gun law. Japan, that's the
0: thing. Japan already has, like, <laughs> Over really restrictive gun laws. If anything, this is going to be held up by, you know, pro-gun people is saying, like, see, gun laws don't work. If we outlaw guns,
1: people will just make their own. Yeah. Which you is know, what one... this guy did. Yeah. It's yeah. a homemade shotgun. And one person died. Granted, he was a former president, but, and that's not good. But, uh, yeah, you should be forced to make your own fucking gun if you want one. I, th- I, that's a law I can get behind. Uh, again, learn karate, bitch. Fucking coward, <laughs> thinking mm-hmm. go around talking shit and being cruel to people. Uh, I have a gun. Uh, yeah, come talking that shit on VGA. Watch what happens.
4: <laughs> we'll defeat you with logic
1: and game trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, am I missing? <laughs> well,
4: I just, I can't. <laughs> I'm. I can't segue out of this. <laughs> I mean,
1: I <laughs> you brought up the story.
4: Um, oh, but know, the, the I, next story I,
1: I, flows so
0: smoothly. It flows so this. well.
4: Speaking of guns, a character that has guns in her stiletto heels. I don't know. Uh, Bayonetta three <laughs> finally got a fucking date. October twenty eighth, baby.
1: Wow, yeah. it's great news to play it in March. Just kidding,
4: but uh, probably. <laughs> no, the uh, the the thing that. Is interesting news. So, in addition to finally getting a date, and this is Nintendo publishing this, uh, they showed off in a video. So Platinum tweeted out there's going to be a new mode called the naive angel mode mm-hmm. <laughs> that is going to make some of these slightly more explicit scenes a bit more appropriate for all ages. And as someone who, yes, has been, has played the previous games and been like, man, if anyone walked in right now, I might <sighs> be slightly embarrassed based on what's showing on the screen. Like, I, it makes sense. I, yes. I,
1: just saw one of their official responses because it's like i'm like you know i'm not trying to be lordy about it but like the game has to be m rated either way and whatever this mode is uh, is probably gonna be buried in the menus that either no adult can find and every kid can or <laughs> will annoyingly pop up every time i as an adult start the game however i'm you know i do a lot of my stuff late at night that recent the boys hero gasm episode, right? Yeah, I started yeah, watching yeah. it at eight thirty, and like I, I could see my neighbors getting home outside, and like I'm not. My TV faces the window. Fuck this! Yeah. I, I don't want <laughs> anybody seeing what's yeah. going on right now.
0: No, you need you need a splash screen at the beginning. That's something like. Uh, This game contains scenes that may be sensitive for some viewers. Do you want to see MA titties? Y (laughs) N.
4: Well all all this does is apparently it just adds more clothes to Bayonetta. Like it literally just covers her up.
1: What I think is a positive here is like giving people options and every you know, it doesn't have to be you don't have to be Bible thumpers or children. Maybe you just don't want to see that shit.
4: Yeah. Unlike unlike I don't know if I've ever told this story on this show before. An old neighbor of mine in Los Angeles who, you know, obviously apartments close together. Mm-hmm. I looked over one night and this is one of those people that had like a projector instead of mm-hmm. a TV. Oh, no. Full wall projection of hardcore pornography wow. going on his wall. No <laughs> shame or. at all, this
1: man. <laughs> None! I, <clears throat> I used to make it a point when I get on an airplane, like, I'm going to show the most R-rated movie to the whole aisle because I don't want this seat. And I'm mad at everybody. <laughs> and, uh, but but You're like, that um, guy. I guess Bayonetta is uh, scandal. I, I don't know. What, what, sexy? Uh, it's always been sexy. It's, risky, but, like, it's but not, not always mm-hmm. skinny. And when they showed, like, when I went yeah. to their tweet, which has the gif on it, one of those characters, like, oh, I don't know if the design would have been that skimpy had this option not existed. Could be. Because that, that yeah, is, like, literally a tassel on a nipple, which is kind of further than Bayonetta's ever gone. Oh, For, yeah.
4: Yes, it is. Yeah, because yeah, I, I would say Bayonetta's is previous games. They're risque, but they're not pornographic. It's yeah, just, I've like, never you know. felt
1: that
2: ashamed of watching them. I yeah. mean, ashamed so.
1: of being a man. Yes, because I can't believe this fucking works on me so well. Oh,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh I hope this load time takes five minutes. <sighs> <sighs> I got you. I got
4: your fucking load time there, Chris. <laughs> Gross. Again, can't segue out of this. Kirby is getting (laughs) a Fall Guys-style party game. I should have really thought about these segues before. uh, (laughs) Talking about little loads of stuff. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Kirby Dream Buffet (laughs) is a Fall Guys-style party game coming to Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. This makes sense to me. Like, Fall Guys, very popular game. I love... I don't know if you guys have spent a lot of time playing Fall Guys. I love Fall Guys. Love it's just Fall funny guys. and silly, and it's all about the series of mini games that it's kind of like battle royale of like, you know, it, it whittles you down until till you're mm-hmm. one of the last remaining. Fast, fast, fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was very a perfect fast.
2: lockdown game though. Do you think it will oh. still have that same draw because we're not all stuck in the house anymore?
4: Well, that's a great question, Leif. Um, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be anxious to compare. Like, okay, because Fall Guys is all about online play, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's fucking weird
1: that the best online play I've ever experienced on Nintendo Switch, uh, Monster Hunter's is pretty consistent. Uh, that's been pretty yep. good, but yep. I think Capcom for that more than Nintendo has been those like that Mario 35 and Tetris connect, Tetris 100. Those, those have been amazing. Tetris
4: 99. Tetris, sorry. 99. Tetris 99.
1: Yeah. Those have been very good. Uh, very very good. Oh yeah. So if
4: yeah, Pac Pac Man ninety nine fucking yeah, yeah great.
1: Online. Yeah, like all yeah. that shit. All that shit worked surprisingly well given Nintendo's horrible online infrastructure. So I I do think the benefit of Fall Guys was how fast everything went, and mm-hmm. even playing at the time, like this could still go a lot faster though. I don't need Mm -hmm. to see everyone eliminated in a little game board. I would Mm -hmm. just like to jump into the game as soon as possible, and I just don't see how that's going to happen on Switch.
4: Yeah, I think a lot of this game's success, or or me wanting to play it, will will depend on how the online is implemented, so we shall see. The only reason I
1: stopped playing Fall Guys is because it didn't have... You know, you get tired of those stages over and over again. Right, yeah. Is Nintendo yeah, yeah. going to update their shit in any regularity? I don't think so. I'll yeah. see. There's yeah. a, a
0: Chaplin, Colorado skin for uh, Fall Guys now. Oh. Hell yeah. Not, I,
1: I, I, I know who that is, Michael, but for the rest yes. of the audience who's never so heard the words you he's just He's the
0: basis uh, for Bumblebee Man on The Simpsons. Oh, he's the... No, uh, no. The, Yeah, they... That... that one of the characters created by that comedian and uh
3: El Chavo. you know on the one
0: hand i think that's really neat that's always been a fun design on the other hand this is something i thought was like troubling colorado sketches were something i found kind of dumb when i was a little kid <laughs> i've never yeah. understood the appeal <laughs> at all
1: so uh eh, more power to you if you like it i guess yes can i can i give you a, a super quick story that i just found out about mm. uh, Yes. and, and, and If anybody got here from liking Stranger Things, which I know will be ungoogleable, but uh, in this second season, they were obsessed with Dragon's Lair. And um, I knew Arcade 1-Up was releasing a Dragon's Lair machine. What I didn't know is it's the first time the 4x3 image has been uh, HD.
5: Because ever since we've had HD,
1: they've cropped it. So it's the first time and exclusively in that Arcade 1-Up cabinet Dragon's Lair is in its original HD form. I
4: mean, if you want to see an interactive cartoon, you want it to be in HD, so it's that's not. Cool. <laughs> it's so kind of... Could, could that be the basis
0: for, like, a top five? We get that in the Power Glove, and we talk about things that were always talked up as super awesome, but actually kind of sucked.
1: Uh, uh-huh. I think everyone should spend the time it takes to master playing Dragon's Lair so you can watch an awesome 13-minute yeah. cartoon but if, it's it's if, a memorization that's game like, that's all it is is that's a memorization is <laughs> but if i was and, and again like uh, i uh, my buddy uh, a former colleague of mine now works at arcade one up and he's having to post all this stuff uh, because these are the original assets there's some stuff that had been added later on that people were expecting to be in there and like no these are the original assets remastered to hd that didn't exist and doesn't exist in hd and what
4: they special edition these things like job of the Hut wasn't in the original <laughs> Dragon Slayer? Later? no, but sometimes
1: different different death animations and um, little things like that and like some timing oh, issues cool. and the way things are arranged because the ROM was different depending on what territory you're in. Yeah. And, uh,
4: I got my fill. There was a PC-ROM version of Dragon's Lair that included Space Ace yeah. that I think I bought for $5 mm-hmm. once. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is fine. This is all I ever need to do. I, I never need to play if, this If, if Sam
1: oh, Sam could be here to talk... I think it was over at his house, and he's showing me Resident Evil. And I had, it was the original with the live-action cutscenes, and I was just laughing and making fun of it. And he's like,
2: why is everything a
1: fucking joke to you? And I was playing and I was playing Dragon's Lair on his computer because I'd only been able to play it in arcades 10 years ago. Uh, so so I'm playing it on his computer, which was something I'd never thought I'd be able to do. And he's like, look at what you're fucking playing. You're dodging a boulder uh, by trying to guess which direction to press. Like, yeah. <laughs> <I> did, like,
4: <laughs> yes, that's what Dragon's Lair yeah, is. It's, it's it's
1: the opposite of good, but it's still something beautiful about it. I run the demo on my
4: my cabs every once in a while. When I was a kid, yeah, I really to play it. it, and it was just like mm-hmm. the fuck is that? <laughs> Love it. The pinnacle you know? of arcade gaming to me still. When I think of eighties arcade gaming, is the Dragon's Lair machine in my local Ferals mm. ice cream parlor. Wow. Like that is like yeah, fuck yeah, that's eighties yeah. arcade.
0: Well, the the trick to Dragon's Lair is you die so quickly in that, but by the time you realize it's actually not good, you've already spent about five bucks.
1: Right, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how much they. Ch- do you remember how much they charged at that? I, I think it was It was quarter. a dollar. It was, no. It was. It
0: was more than that. Like it was. I think it was a dollar oh, at what? first, no. which is crazy. And it was no. at least
4: fifty cents. I remember it was more than a quarter. I remember uh. the sequel was fifty cents when I played it at Disneyland, and I was shocked. I'm like, they can charge more than a quarter for an arcade game. Oh yeah, like, and they do.
1: And, and just a yeah. minor yeah. piece of gaming trivia. I love. Whoever the fuck came up with trying to emulate LaserDisc-based games like Dragon's Lair just named the program Daphne after <laughs> Princess oh, and mm. Dragon's yeah, Lair yeah, yeah. because that was eighty percent of what he'd be emulating.
4: He or she would be yeah. emulating. Uh, <laughs> when are we gonna get that uh, that mode that covers up Daphne? She's showing too much skin, man. <laughs>
1: it's a little much, but you know, it was the '80s, and it's also Don Bluth. <laughs> who has a way of being disgusting in a G-rated... Even his pizza yeah. is disgusting. Yeah. Like, watch a piece of pizza and all dogs go to heaven. Like, the toppings are sliding off of it, and the yeah. cheese is yeah. going down someone's neck while a cat smokes and blows at your face. Tom <laughs> 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 believe is the best. I think the cat
0: smoking is an integral piece of this pizza. Yeah,
4: but, and yet, like, if cats could... Light up a fucking heater. Mm-hmm. You kind of know most cats would be smoking, yeah, these, yeah, right? So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, right um, let's see. This is a positive story. So, Xbox Series. I love the article; just calls it the Xbox Series. So, I'm assuming they mm-hmm. mean X slash S yes. or X bar S, if you mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, has already sold more than double what the Xbox One's lifetime sales were in Japan. Oh. So that's. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering where this would be qualified. It's got a, <laughs> Well, it's got to be considered a success for Microsoft. So here's the thing. Um, It sold 260,000 some odd units. Um, And Xbox One only sold 114,000 units. Still nowhere near the Xbox 360, sold 1.6 million units. And of course, nowhere near what PlayStation 5 has sold in Japan. But still, you know, if you're Microsoft.
1: I don't like to talk numbers, but laser time this week might get more downloads than Xbox sold in Japan on a
4: monthly basis last generation. So it was so it was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I mean the Switch obviously all of those pale in comparison to the Switch which has sold 25 million units since its launch in 2017 there in Japan. So. I love I love Nintendo and
1: I love my Switch but I want to make like a quiet plea like hey everybody for, for like two months let's not buy Switches so Nintendo makes another one that's
4: better. <laughs> please. Please. Uh, and the last news story, this is something we, we caught after we were recording again. Robocop is returning to video games in a, in a new first-person shooter where Peter Weller is reprising wow. his role as Robocop in Rogue City. I don't know when the last time he's he's done that.
0: But
1: it's the uh, didn't
0: didn't we talk about this? Didn't you say it's like the Rambo first person it's, shooter it's people? The, or yeah, shooter? so
4: the publisher is is Nacon or Nacon? I don't know how you pronounce.
1: We don't them. know because their YouTube channel has like ninety. 90- times less subscribers right. than the LaserTime Time YouTube channel who are... And I was like, who are these fucking people? Where they get the Terminator, Robocop, and Gollum license? They have yeah. all
4: these 80s licenses and then, again, so double it up, I don't know how to pronounce the developer's name. It's either Tayon or Tyon. It's T-E-Y-O-N. <laughs> uh, they are the people who brought you that Rambo game. Now, Tyon I can about. get into. It. <laughs> <laughs> it <doesn't matter. laughs> uh, uh... You love to see I was see really it. excited
2: about it when I heard about it, but it looks kind of like last gen. I don't want to be one of those no, guys. No, I mean... But it really does.
4: <laughs> so they also did that Terminator Resistance game. I think what What they're good at, or kind of what their brand is. A new Terminator game. A new open world survival Terminator game. Yeah, Terminator Resistance and and Rambo the Video Game. This is the same studio. They do. I loved Rambo the Video Game. They do Gore Fests quite well. Like, that is their niche. They're just like, yeah, we're going to do a shooter where fucking everything explodes and bleeds. You know, so. Mm -hmm.
1: uh, I loved Rambo the Game. It was just an arcade game released on Steam. I think there were finally enough young people on Steam, like, what the fuck is this? Why is this on Rails? And, like,
4: man, that's the way shooters used to be. But the thing is like if you're a RoboCop fan which I assume all of us are RoboCop mm, fans it's one of the, the greatest movies of all time You should be it's, It, it just Hogan had an anniversary
1: another anniversary I forget which one 35 uh, 35 years I think I think as of the day we're recording uh, it's it's the yeah. 35th anniversary yeah, so, uh, yeah. <clears throat> RoboCop is it's not my favorite movie. It is unarguably the best movie ever made. It, you can get anything you want out of it. It's you really can, great. It's you really can read great. it as high satire, scholarly yeah. uh, criticism, or mm-hmm. just pulpy fucking violent well, I, western. I, I think those go hand in hand, up. right? Like yeah. high
4: satire usually yep. is scholarly criticism of a thing. Yeah, you
1: know? it's it's Paul Verhoeven grew up in fashion. Just a, has an awesome story, yeah. and that's why Starship Troopers and RoboCop are so fucking good
4: but yeah here's the thing so as fans of robocop bakers can't be choosers this is the only (laughs) robocop game we're getting so you might as well look forward to that shit
1: this is the only new robocop media can i (laughs) relate the message i sent to you guys sure (laughs) because i i I was just baffled like who's making this game why would anybody do that like i mean good i'm happy i'm really happy i mean i don't like the way the Gollum game looks but uh but uh robocop terminator deserve to be in, in games who is doing this? How could anybody? How, who, and who is this company who has no YouTube subscribers or Twitter uh, presence? And, and then I realized this is almost exactly the equivalent of, of getting the Three Stooges and Lone Ranger games on the NES. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that what we're getting. And I did a whole leisure time about this, and everybody yelled at me. But like for me, that was a revelation. Just like why? Are, yeah. Why am I? Why am I getting this stuff? My dad was bored watching in syndication when he was a child. Why am I getting games yeah. based on that on the NES? <laughs> and here we are, boring Gen Z with our fucking RoboComp and Dude, Terminator come Nonsense. come on now.
4: Give him credit. They got that Peter Weller money.
1: <laughs> Peter I Weller, I don't think, has returned to the role. and I think he's done a couple of public events, but he hasn't returned to the role. Did he, did he do Mortal Kombat, the Voice in Mortal Kombat? That's a good question. He may have. Um, he may have or... I thought he, he for a while for like thirty years he like backed away from it. He didn't want anything to do with uh, the RoboCop character. So that that to me is super exciting.
4: Drop it. Hmm.
1: Uh, he was he uh, love Peter Weller
4: was name. the voice of RoboCop in Mortal Kombat Eleven. There you nice. go. Nice. Yeah,
1: that's that's yeah. what I thought. But yeah. that was his triumphant return. So coming back for a full game is is great. RoboCop one and almost two are hmm. stone cold American classics. Yeah, well, I, th- I
4: think as long as he doesn't need to get into that suit which would be a traumatizing yes. experience mm-hmm. like he's yeah. fine playing that role he's like yeah.
0: Yeah, RoboCop 2 is like two really good movies and three really bad movies.
1: <laughs>
4: <It's a laughs> All lot, tied yeah. together
1: in one yeah. movie. It yeah. is so much. And also like Peter Weller shouldn't be so you got the role man cuz you were good and skinny. Mm. You were like that Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the best actor <laughs> in the world. Yeah. You're Anthony Daniels with a chin. Mm-hmm. And <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's why you got the role. And directed by what? Erwin Kirschner, right? Directed Robocop too? Didn't oh, he? I
1: don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, that, yeah, Irwin I don't... Kirshner.
4: Yeah. There's parts
1: of that movie I, I love it just it's just weird. That was the eighties for you, where there'd be like this amazing movie and like four terrible sequels you don't need to watch. Yeah. 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 Robocop. I auditioned to be an extra in Robocop 2. What? Hold on. Well, Everything I remember this was filmed
2: in Texas. It's filmed um, in Houston. Yep. Tell me one, everything. One of the ki- one of the kids in my drama school was in there. You know who the, the girl who sprays uh, on the back of RoboCop. The sprays kicked yes. me or whatever. That that was one of my friends in oh, my drama class. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, she was the one that got uh, hired. But yeah, I auditioned. You did know, they get to, to with use with any of that hate. fake
4: drug? Were they like in, you the know, shooting? You try to nuke, buddy. The yes. nuke. Yeah.
2: But yeah, that was her.
1: We'll edit this out later. I promise we won't tell the world you did nuke. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, so RoboCop, coming back to Vig Games. Look forward to that in 2023. I
3: will.
0: Uh, Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what's the first time you remember a game really wowing you? Uh,
2: Leif, you weren't here last week. Do you have...
0: Does anything come to mind
2: when I say that? For some reason, when I think of games that... Really showed me the potential where it really made me interested in stuff like this. I do remember when I, when I was young enough. and People say, it, "Wow, it's but Atari games. I thought they looked like shit, mm-hmm. um, and even when I was even when I was little, but yeah, parents got me a. Uh, Commodore 64, and stuff like this. And for some reason, it's Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Sure, Uh, but That that game out there. But it was in color. You know, I could actually imagine myself as Indiana Jones and all that stuff like that. So, that, to me... And it was a platformer, and I love platformers, kind of. And, yeah, so that actually got me, you know, really interested in it. And, you know, there are other ways you could go about that. Uh, I guess later on you know I, I, there's different stages Mist really amazed me mm-hmm. at yeah, one time yeah and stuff and I think what really got me hooked on fantasy RPGs believe it or not was Morrowind so I want to say that's like different stages of my, my brain yeah, I, don't, yeah. I
1: don't know anybody with a ton of experience I, I don't literally don't know a human person with experience in the first two uh, what do you call them oh El- not wow elder scrolls elder mm-hmm. scrolls it was <laughs> he it was like elden ring mo- mm-hmm. more moral wind was where like everybody like where my fucking coke dealer was talking to me about it yes. like uh yeah. I-,
0: I remember people talking a lot about Daggerfall online like in the 90s but it wasn't mm-hmm. until years later that it's like oh that's part of elder scrolls oh mm-hmm. okay uh-huh that's the second yeah i had to game. go back
2: and play them mm-hmm. i didn't play them at the time yeah
4: Just sounds like an emo band name. Dagger (laughs) fall. (laughs) fall. When daggers fall.
1: When dagger falls. Uh, (laughs) Well, on
0: videogamepocalypse.com, a man riding a woman riding a motorbike says definitely Doom (laughs) in the early 90s. I'm I'm not sure Mm -hmm. what my dad was thinking when he introduced me, a six-year-old, to that game. Previously, I had only seen PC shareware side-scrollers like Commander Keen, Cosmos, Cosmic Adventure... And the original Duke Nukem, Doom blew my mind and left me with a lasting fondness for heavy metal, gore, and upside down pentagrams. Mm. Yeah, Doom Doom was a really cool one. That was like one of the first times I saw like, oh my god, photorealistic hands <laughs> on the weapon.
1: Yeah. Uh, did, yeah, I think I just saw. Did, did like weird Doom Four footage just leak on the internet this week? Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. So yeah. Maybe yeah. pre Bethesda. I forget. But, uh, yeah, Doom Doom was a life-changing experience. Hmm. And I, I remember when I met Sam, uh, he's an engineer now, but he, he had both Dooms, and he had so many books on how to make Doom. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. There was a huge section in, like, a Barnes & Noble
3: mm-hmm.
0: on,
1: like, how to... Fuck with Doom levels. How to make everybody your
0: own was levels? Doomed. How to make your own wads? Your Remember wad. doom wads.
1: Your own wads. Yes. So nuts, man! I wonder. I can't imagine those books are worth That's money. Where but wads they were come from, Chris? Mm-hmm. Nuts.
4: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Gross. Uh, Colin O'Hara says, playing Marathon, is it Durindale or Durandal? D- Durandal, I think. Durandale. On, on my dad's computer back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Dual-wielding double-barreled shotguns to kill waves of alien invaders was the height of cool back in the 90s. Still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this day, I love that specific silly memory. Apparently, RoboQuest, which just came out in early access, has something similar. Going to have to check it out. Just for the dual wielding shotguns.
0: Yeah, that Marathon Two <clears throat> was like I, I was a Mac gamer, and that was like a watershed game for for Mac gamers in the nineties. It was like hmm. one of Bungie's first like really big hits, and yeah. when like I think it came up before Doom came to Mac, so it was like we don't have wow. Doom, but we have this, and it has more story elements. And I remember like that was the first time that I like learned to start modding and hacking a game. Like I think I. I downloaded like here replace the soundtrack with a n- with a bunch of nine inch nails middies and uh, <laughs> <Head> figuring <like laughs> yeah figuring out how to no clip and like walk through the uh, the windows of this spaceship and like nice. go out and like look at a planetoid that was part of the uh, just the the map far away
4: and, like oh, you that's... say that doom like game was watershed mm-hmm. I call it a wad game. <laughs> yeah, a
1: clever. Uh, anyway, um, some, somebody read uh, Numb Nate. I got it. Um, this is probably a, a, a good idea, but it wasn't so much a game as a PC component after seeing this commercial. We have in our possession a chip. <laughs> a chip that could revolutionize medicine as we know it. By performing a hundred billion operations a second... This chip could help us heal across continents. We could touch more lives. <laughs> help people
3: live longer than ever. And are. give us all more time to cherish the journey's truest reward.
0: Lots of like, you know, slow-motion dancing old had, people.
3: Hey, let's use it for games. <laughs>
2: 3D effects, PC accelerators. So powerful, it's kind of ridiculous.
3: You know, that game's
0: a little violent for my taste. Uh,
1: Doctor, a surgeon with his hand covered in blood is saying it's a little too violent for my taste. I I just want to hear like a a marketing executive in the 90s like, I don't give a hot game fuck what the first 25 seconds of this commercial is. The last five seconds we'll have gameplay maybe (laughs) it
4: it is peak 90s to like have complete disregard for human life and yes all these amazing medical accomplishments Mm -hmm. we could have like no we're gonna play some games on this bad boy (laughs) fuck
1: that (laughs) get excited maga lord uh says after seeing this commercial i thought i would uh see what the hype was about these 3dfx voodoo cards all my friends <laughs> laughed at me for spending the high cost of $180 on the t- on the top-of-the-line Voodoo 3 3000 video card. As soon as I launched a, a game that uh, featured Glide, my mouth dropped at, at the chrome-spinning 3DFX logo. <laughs> to tie it to a game, it would have to be Carmageddon 2. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it was a fun game before the Voodoo, but the card made uh, it eye-wateringly beautiful. Uh, I had never seen such smooth textures. All those who mocked me quickly jumped aboard the voodoo bandwagon. Uh, we did not get off until Command and Conquer Renegade uh, put the final nail in the voodoo series.
4: Man, well, how did that voodoo happen? Part. Voodoo like owned the 3D graphics card space, and then just yeah. Completely so did Sound
1: Blaster it. for the audio card. What yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: was well, Sound Blaster like? At least we understand sound cards went away; mm. like they, they just stopped being a, a thing. Video cards didn't go away. True. It's just Nvidia and AMD, like mm. there are two st- companies, t- took it over. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. I I just remember the old ads that I used to see for it that just had like, you know, set, had a, a cool looking F15 and said Voodoo, and then had like a shitty looking F15 and said doo-doo.
3: No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like the man.
0: the thing from crazy people that movie with the like the ad campaign for right. sony it's like sony bony like <laughs> what does that mean it doesn't mean anything <laughs> it's like voodoo I remember that doo-doo.
4: movie. i remember that movie mm-hmm. what was it Vol- Vol- volvos they're boxy but good something like that or was that sobs that were boxing it in and uh,
0: it was a Ferraris that are it's a little too small to get a hand job in but you'll get a <laughs> hand job when you're out of it or we, <laughs> we, we, we
1: had a, a Volvo and I just the 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 ads they originally pitched Volvo on before Ford bought them is that they were reinforced with steel bars and the ads and magazines were just Volvos stacked on top of one another because they could withstand mm. the pressure of being battered by other cars
2: hmm. it's neat. And over from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, we have Chris LaHoset, who says, Silphied on the Sega CD. Mm-hmm. I love space shooters on the Genesis, so Silphied was something that seemed like an easy, round decision. And oh man, from the opening cutscene, I was wowed, and I've been wowed ever since. It still looks impressive when you think about what it was doing in 1993. The gameplay isn't much more complex than a top-down shooter, but the FMV backgrounds and the CD-quality music and the chatter and seeing big polygons, it all came together to blow me away at eight years old. I'll occasionally watch a U- playthrough on YouTube since I don't have a way to play it easily. That is, until the Sega Genesis Mini 2 comes out. Uh, comes out. Sil- Silphied seemed to be a forgotten game until I saw the Mini 2 confirmation outside of its PS2 sequel and Project Silphied, which was a shame. It's a cool-ass
1: game. Check it out. Huh. It does look really fucking pretty. It is like some weird Western uh, approach to the shmup. Which I know fans love yeah. me saying
0: Well, I remember it came out in For, for PCs in like the 80's Sierra brought like Sylphid and I think Thexter over from Japan Followed oh, mm-hmm. by Thexter's
1: and... Quest Sorry people. Yeah.
4: <laughs> real, real quick I want to touch on that because anyone who gives us shit For using the term shmup can fuck off yes. And stop listening honest to god right. if you complain About that
1: I hate assholes who Complain about languages that language that Can be universally understood suck a dick Enjoy Kate Bush kids don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus.
4: Anyone else we can piss off and just tell to stop listening? Like, let's uh, let's, uh it, let's just, roll it, it all just together. People, like,
1: I, I do it to Adam all the time. He's like, just don't say "snes." I'm like, we're not on the internet, man. I'm gonna fucking, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I would say, I would say one letter if I could, so we could.
4: But but schmup people like the people who hate the word schmup. They are they're like oh that's like they almost act like it's offensive to the genre. Yeah. I'm like I don't think this nearly dead genre gives a fuck what we call <laughs> yes. it as long as we're talking hey, about yeah. it.
1: Your genre is lucky I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. No shit. Don't
0: you know if we all forget it exists, it dies for real a second time. <laughs>
1: and, and the show's here for one reason, one reason only. It's to not let things die. Hmm. Silphie, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Silphie, <laughs> it's great. Chris is not wrong. Uh, Elsie Williams says, When I saw that Mario could fly in Super Mario World, it was unbelievable. Also, when I thought the graphics of GoldenEye on N64 were the pinnacle of technology, and they couldn't get any more realistic than that. Oh, no. P.S. The story okay. about the dog and the sandwich made me laugh the hardest I have in a while. Is that the s- The podcast. Would
1: I tell that story?
0: Yeah, no, okay. you did. <laughs> it's your dog with the Dunkin' Donuts non sandwich. I
1: certainly didn't tell the
4: story. I <laughs> know. I just said, like, uh, your dog.
1: Like- <laughs> A mildly so, a mildly more sober Chris is like, why would I tell that story in Vending Game Apocalypse? What a waste of time! I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You know, I never waste people's that. time on this show. <laughs> not this, not this late into a four-hour show. Now, if you, if you
4: listen to Bob Odenkirk, the definition of good comedy is you completely wasted people's time. Like that's how he measures if comedy's is good or not.
1: Oh, Bob, got do that. Better Call Saul. Let's just start talking about that mm-hmm. instead. This is now. No, better <laughs> listen to Better Call Saul. You have podcast. other shows to
4: talk about, better and Call and Chris Saul. Baker answered. Someone read Chris Baker. <laughs> Chris Baker says. Hey, Chris Baker, my first gaming wow was the first game I remember playing Pac-Man. I was probably four. If I press up, he goes up. If I press left, he goes left. If I eat that big one, he can eat the ghost. Holy crap. Didn't take much to blow our minds back then. And that really, really did. It wasn't... Yep.
1: Uh, I know what he's saying because like, I wasn't four when Pac-Man came out. But Pac-Man was one of the few expensive electronics i was allowed to touch and i think even as a kid who couldn't speak i could move pac-man i think that's why we connect with video games we have no control over our lives and uh, what we can do and maybe can't even communicate with our 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 parents or friends like you can still tell pac-man to go up left or right (laughs)
2: Do you remember how they used to have those like tables in restaurants, yeah. which were tables you could eat at, but it had Pac-Man and in it? Cocktail, I thought cocktail
1: that was amazing. Can- I, 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 yeah, I say that I all the time. These. I thought I thought Pizza Hut made video games because that's where I first started. <laughs> they're, they're called
4: them. cocktail tables, and yet they never existed in a place classy enough to serve actual yes. cocktails. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no, there, there's. Try and envision a woman in a big shoulder padded dress putting a cosmopolitan <laughs> on a Donkey Kong Junior cocktail table, and it just doesn't come together for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Imbo says, uh, "My first real wow moment." Uh, no, but not I remember his first seeing real wow. He says, "Oh, not my first real wow, but I remember seeing a Dreamcast kiosk showing off a racing game. I, I think it was at MSR." And Soul Caliber, the <laughs> hair and fabric flowing in the wind, the shadows on the cars, the details—I was sure graphics had attained perfection. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dreamcast did look really nice in '99. Uh, yeah, it's that 128 bits, which I don't need to explain yep. to me again. No, there was a good explanation on bits, um, but 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 yeah, I, I, the, the thing about getting older is that like I have never. I will never say that again because I've lived through it too many times. This yeah. looks perfect. Nothing will ever yeah, look this better. Looks than photo this is photoreal. Yeah, nothing uh, will ever th- look better than this. That's it's. <laughs> so yeah, one of the benefits of getting older is not being. You know, there's no reason. There's no. There's no reason to not feel that way. So I'm not saying um, go nuts, make your YouTube videos, but uh, yeah, that can't happen for us anymore. We've just lived through too many like mind blowing moments. And as time moves faster, we expect them to happen with more frequency, and they I, don't. I
4: think you have to have a little imagination, because I used to, like, pull my mom in a room, like, Mom, yeah. check out these graphics. This is photoreal, <laughs> right? And she, even at the time, she's like, no. <laughs> 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 um, fine. I guess I'll play Star Wars Masters of Terras Kasi by myself, Mom. Thank you very much. Yeah,
2: I guess you will. <laughs> Uh, From Logical Dojo, we have uh, Star Wars Rogue Leader was my launch game of choice for GameCube. Not sure why I chose it over Luigi and his mansion, but I'm glad I did. (laughs) It was like living the trench run and really exposed me to that universe and made me the fan I am still. Suck at NES Star Wars.
4: S-N-E-S. That's Star Wars,
1: yeah. I think Star Wars games sucked from (laughs) the arcade until uh, Polygon's. I, I don't have any affection for any Star Wars games of the 2D era.
4: Wow! And, you you uh, didn't have a PC pl- rocking X-Wing versus Tie Fighter, though. Oh really? no, no, Maybe. no! I did. I did
1: play those, but I'm, I'm saying, uh, but but how? I, I just think they're actively bad. Um, mm-hmm. Those games. And where we live now, like we only have ridiculously good Star Wars games. Maybe you don't like the monetization options, but it, this still looks and plays amazingly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that as someone I was con- I'm just going to bitch about this because I have nowhere else to do it other than our video game podcast at four hours in I played so much Lego Star Wars I think I wanted 100% it, it is the glitchiest fucking game I've ever <laughs> played and it's impossible <laughs> to do that with because there's just certain things you can't accomplish for no reason uh, nothing works really well when you like switch characters around never mind this is not the place to bring it up but it, it, it is kind of hilarious because like the least glitchy games for years were the Legos Lego games and yeah I've, I've encountered several things like this is impossible to finish I can't oh. do I mean, our second best game of the year this is I good had, to know now. I mean but, like uh, yeah snack. I had I had dozens of hours of fun but it was just like trying to get a platinum trophy in it which is hmm. uh, outside of like the Spider-Man games is and Ghost of Tsushima is a miserable experience I would wish and recommend to no one Platinum trophies are stupid. Don't do it.
0: I mean, platinum trophy is just you got all the trophies.
1: Yeah, I know. But like, hmm. getting all the trophies means doing all the things, typically.
4: Hard, harder in some games than others, yeah. for sure. Hmm.
1: I appreciate my Avatar The Last Airbender uh, platinum. Well, that, that
0: one was super easy and surprisingly fun. Someone's going to correct it me. A
1: there was never out on PlayStation, I know. But the hmm. people it was meant for got it.
4: Yeah. Look, I lived through the days of getting a thousand gamer score on Open Seas in the video game. All right, <laughs>
1: that is the best teaming of Ashton Kutcher and Martin Lawrence that has ever happened.
4: <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bring them. Show back. me a better one. <laughs> With music <laughs> by wait. music by the Replacements, Paul Westerberg. God, just right. so many all stars. Here's a question: Do you
0: think that the Burger King Xbox 360 games would have performed as well if they hadn't been a source of achievements?
1: I think yes, because like, uh, I remember, like, I had just started in the games industry and I had to buy an Xbox, and then you, you had to buy, like, the extra hard drive, and the, mm-hmm. and there were no games at that point, a year in, under $40. And here are these games for $7. True. Why wouldn't you get those? Uh, it usually takes a lot longer to get titles on that budget level. They, they, mm. they were, Incredibly priced compared to. I remember having to buy my first game, a used copy of Crackdown, which has been out for like eight months, for wow. like forty bucks. So yeah, I could buy three Burger King games <laughs> for half of that. Yeah,
4: <laughs> and get a and get a Whopper while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, and and,
1: and and yeah, and get uh, achievements and diabetes. <laughs> Achieve diabetes. So new question of the week.
0: Um, building on our our '80s theme, let's open the nostalgia floor and ask people, what is something from your childhood, a memory from your childhood that a kid today would not understand? I guess for me, it is... You know, back in the day, we had these things called arcades, and you know, everybody knows about arcade culture. Like, that's been sort of enshrined in the popular consciousness. Like, people understand that, like, there was a time when, in order to play good video games, you had to go to a place that had a bunch of them, and you had to often wait in line. For the privilege of dropping a quarter into one of them uh, that you, you'd maybe saved all week for for like the five bucks that you would blow in ten minutes at this arcade, and uh, but you know you, you would often I know I guess I guess modern kids would understand being paired up with an abusive person at <laughs> this game, waiting in line for the privilege of playing to, next to some forty uh, year old dude in nineteen eighty seven who's hanging out around a bunch of. Uh, pre-adolescence, no, it was, it was at a Chuck E. Cheese, and uh, <laughs> yelling at kids who join in, like, what the fuck, I'm not playing doubles! Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, having a- not only not only being matched up with somebody, but being matched up with somebody who does not fucking want to play with you, and is annoyed that you're there. I bust
1: my hump at the Chess King all day to come into this! Mm-hmm. Uh, just people yeah. working out their frustrations, usually mall-related frustrations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, but that's an excellent point, Michael, that in order to see superior graphics for what felt like the majority of my childhood, mm-hmm. you would have to go to an arcade and shell out big money. And it makes me wonder how movie theaters still exist. Because.
2: Oh, I want that experience.
1: They, they've been surpassed in every way in games at home. But, like, I, I guess that, like, unless you're playing competitive games in an arcade, it's kind of a single. It's not a communal experience. Me playing Strider is not a, not a communal experience. You might play
0: Strider and then like a kid had come up behind you, like, "Oh, you're playing Strider. You're doing really good at Strider. I'm going to watch you play Strider." These are now things that we're going to be best like, friends. You just
1: watched Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness and didn't pee yourself. I'm going to look at you and watch you while you don't do that. Like uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's it's not the same thing. Like like we're all, we, we uh, you it's not the same thing because one person is getting the superior experience and the other people are getting spectator experiences. Mm. Whereas yeah, movie yeah. theaters exist because everybody gets the spectator experience. Well, re- really nobody's like, Oh man, you're real good at Strider. Everybody's like,
0: I hope you die at Strider so I can play Strider. <laughs> I, I, I miss our,
1: arca- I miss arcades dearly, but like, I'm not a wealthy person in like any arcade I've been to. Like m- my TV's better than that. Like,
2: <laughs>
1: hmm.
2: I, well, it's funny that you say that because, uh, you're, this is one thing that should have crossed my mind with the games that wow you. Okay, so we had the SNES games and everything, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing TMNT, the arcade mm-hmm. game, oh, mm-hmm. and being like, "Oh my it. god, it looks like the cartoon!" Different mm-hmm. and now. stuff like that. And they came out on the NES or something. And I was like, "Wow, this looks like shit. <laughs> I want to go back to play that, yeah, <laughs> the, the arcade version." Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, so,
4: yeah, like uh, inferior console ports or yeah. real that thing, that, that too, and I, I guess
1: not being able to see gameplay. In its native resolution on the internet, you had to go to arcades to, like, see and And it does seem like uh, our favorite companies, like uh, Sega, anybody but Sony and Microsoft, they kind of focus on arcades more than they did most other things for a long time. Uh, yep, prioritize yep. that piss. And, oh, uh, yeah, miss arcades.
4: I got, I got three quick hits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'll go way back to when I was very yeah. young. I used to have to set my TV to the UHF channel and switch Ooh. my RF switch oh, so that my no. Atari 2600 would be visible on the screen. I was Damn. thinking about using that one. That's really <laughs> early. There's uh, another one that you might not think about, but uh, there was a time when we didn't know the release dates of video games. We just had to call the yep. local store yes. to see if a game we'd read about in a magazine had arrived. I mean,
1: I, I I'm the, my favorite Venn diagram of that is like, I would... In the 90s, I would just have to go to Amazon and, like, this movie's in Blockbuster. When are you going to sell it, Amazon? I would like to buy this. And, like, there would be no release dates. And no one wouldn't announce them. There would be no press releases. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But It was like, if you wanted to go see a movie, you had to either call the local theater yeah. itself or check your newspaper for listings. This was pre-movie phone. But then last one uh, is, is once I picked up that game, when they finally, the teenager who was working at that store finally said, Yes, you bastard. Come in and buy this fucking thing you've been calling me for a month about. I would (laughs) eagerly open it up on the way home as my mother drove me home and read the instruction manual, Uh, which is an experience kids do not experience now. There's no such thing as instruction manuals in video games. You'll
0: never know the thrill of opening up the instruction manual that came Uh with Mylon's Secret Castle and reading the words, Congratulations, you have
1: made a perfect (laughs) choice by buying a Hudson game. Wow. Lay is holding of a, a copy of Tips and Tricks. I remember Tips that book tactics. very well. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Tips wow. and Tactics oh, for Zelda, um, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> and, and, and like I was talking to someone about that. Like I read the manual on Sun games if they were like illustrated, um, but the uh, certain games we were talking was it this show? Like certain games, it required E.T. for Atari required you to read the manual, and if you yeah, didn't, yeah, you yeah. didn't know how to.
4: E.T. makes no sense. It's only because you didn't read. Like, uh, and games was... put to be fair, games put the manuals in the game now. There are tutorials, yes. or there will be menus that have the manuals.
1: Because someone was it. saying, "Remember when games had manuals?" I'm like, I think modern game design—if you're
4: doing it well—you shouldn't have a fucking manual.
2: Right. Exactly. It, yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. It's still art. it's it's fun. Like, because they're used more for like art books now. Like, yeah, I bought yeah. that version of Breath of the Wild that has basically like a strategy guide slash art book. Like, the it was called like the Explorer's Edition. It was great. It was yeah, like Super mm-hmm. Mario like Two throwback. was like
1: my fourth. Manual and like it explains the story and has a bunch of like art you can't see anywhere else. I loved I loved looking at that manual over
4: and over. Again. There, there was a reason they had to exist. Is you couldn't afford that memory on the cart. Yeah. You could not give up that memory for a fucking instruction manual, right? So you, yeah, don't yeah. manuals. And
1: so like people bemoaning the loss of manuals. I'm like, well, you might be well, well, Mister entitled to trash.
4: Um. <laughs> but one of the reasons I love Tunic so much is that. Fake instruction manual because the the cool shit about manuals were the pictures and the art oh. you know and yeah. when
1: you Google an old PC game uh-huh. manual like dude some of those like Al Lowe Freddie Fark those manuals are incredibly hilarious they're like little Mad magazines mm-hmm. and they're like they're like a hundred pages long and they're Jeez. really funny to read yeah. and there there's no way to recreate that because give me a digital manual on Steam see if I find it and read it. Um, but, but yeah, I, the thing I'm most nostalgic for that I really hate and it's super embarrassing for me to admit, cause, uh, I don't like this company very much. Um, and that's McDonald's, but given that I was a kid with like no cable for a long time and then some cable, uh, McDonald's was like this cool cultural touchstone for me. And I, I think someone said in a tweet like what's something that you you won't be able to explain to younger generation it's like birthday parties at mcdonald's yeah Mm. sure yeah and not only did we do that all the time and and like uh multiple mcdonald's do you do you even know what a caboose is (laughs) a caboose a regular caboose what's a caboose I mean, like the like like last card yeah.
4: on a train, yeah. Yeah. yes. Like the okay. last,
1: I, I even just learned, like that's where the crew kind of slept, You're right? Mm-hmm. Um, who was working on a train when they decommissioned cabooses in the seventies? For some reason, our McDonald's in Florida bought them and turned them into all, like adjacent birthday stations oh, and they'd have cool. working wow. wheels and you could climb up on them and they had special McDonald's birthday songs and birthday I look up nostalgic McDonald land shit on eBay all the time I want all of it so badly but when just McDonald land birthday there is so McDonald's owned the bir- the corporate birthday in a way that I've never seen another company grasp for ever again we all went to a birthday party at McDonald's, right?
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Multiple it was ones. one of the most popular options. It was that, skating rink, maybe a movie. Yeah. Those are the big three. But, but, mm-hmm. but
1: the idea that like cheese. Who is yeah, going after go. the birthday
4: audience for anything else?
1: Like oh it's no one. Oh no one. No one no, no one wants <laughs> to host a birthday party for
4: children. And I, I you know, if you have children you probably know why. But You know the the irony of like people going after places like McDonald's for like childhood obesity mm-hmm. and then like all those play zones being removed. Like the one thing that was causing right. like physical activity at these restaurants mm-hmm. has been removed. Now. If you I want know, to it's... give something extravagant to me,
1: that is what I want to fill my backyard with McDonald's, like a fucking land. Mayor
4: McCheese fucking yeah. The slide the, I'm talking about the, yeah, the,
1: the yeah. skin scalding uh, Mayor McCheese kind of stuff. Maybe less the <laughs> plastic stuff you find at modern Chick Fil A's, but but yeah. like dude, our McDonald's, the one near my parent, like my first house they had a birthday room you could not see unless you booked a birthday party.
4: Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Uh, and the the one we... Two of the ones we... They, like they, they bought decommissioned caboose, put them on recommissioned train track, and you would have to rent them out to see what was in there.
4: I just realized the former guy basically had McDonald's birthdays in the White House for four mm-hmm. years. He did, man. Yeah. Like, he he Supposedly got the fucking...
0: McDonaldland
1: video cartoon.
4: He would cater meetings with McDonald's burgers. <laughs> I love I love
1: that he pretended that, like, why do you like McDonald's so much? It's so I can never be poisoned by my enemies. Like, are you sure that you don't lack intellectual curiosity or cultural curiosity? Because it seems like that. Yeah, watch this part. The Fry Guys are about to get the fry.
0: It's a, it's phenomenal, it's tremendous.
1: Let me, let me get a, a, a cheeseburger, and he turns around, triple extra ketchup. Oh man, this guy has not discovered anything better than ketchup. <laughs>
4: years 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 of being a billionaire (laughs) the funniest part of that story from the testimony was that of course he had a plate with fucking ketchup on it that he threw on the wall like a fucking toddler. there's no gold leaf (laughs) covered anything like he's
1: never tasted topo chico (laughs) he doesn't need to change
4: like i hate to tell you as an adult the only thing you should be putting ketchup on is french fries maybe hot dogs but even then i question your taste i'm like no hot dog mustard is for hot dogs yeah
0: (laughs) i
1: I put I put ketchup on hot dogs. My wife hates me for it. <laughs> I would never say if you go to McDonald's and dip your fries in anything but hot mustard, you don't qualify as smart. That's just the way it is. <laughs> I love the hot mustard. It's the it's the, the best exclusive sauce in the history. They, they of got the rid of
4: it for several years and they brought it back. We oh, should do a show about fast food. We always end up talking yeah. about
1: fast food on these shows. All right. all right. Uh, let's put Matt right. on the hook on that. Everybody, bother him about it. Yeah, somebody else. slave exclusive. something
0: from your childhood. Nobody, would, kids wouldn't understand. Fortunately, I've had did, a lot of time to think about it. Did you already say anything? <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> uh, but, um, it, but it was a lot harder to participate in a fandom back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, you know, I lived in, I don't know suburbs is the wrong way, but I lived outside of Houston. And so, you know, I, I didn't planes, get to participate the planes in like... outside of Houston. Yeah. i um, teasing it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was actually pretty close. We could still see the skyscrapers. Um, but... Uh, Yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons was out of the question, too religious and stuff like that. And I, I mean, you know, that that environment and stuff like that. So, but so it was like if you wanted to get some cool like fan club and stuff, you had to tear something out of a magazine. Then you had to write the stuff on an envelope and stuff. Usually, you had to put some cash in there Uh and stuff like that. And then you had to mail (laughs) it off. Sometimes it would like six weeks or something to get your stuff back. And you like your cool. If you were lucky,
4: usually you'd forget you'd (laughs) mailed away for something, and then you just just. show up one day like what the fuck is this oh yes i mailed that back in 1986 sure i remember that actually when i think about it
1: i i i've told that story before i i you know there's no internet and uh i dug through my albums and whatever i could in my life to send away for for a newsletter Mm -hmm. or anything just like anybody i can contact and i went through all my albums and i remember like uh, the the big ones were uh live throwing copper Yes, love it. And, and, and they would send me a newsletter. Not a huge fan of
4: Life. I was, I was but, a member of the Life fan club. But in.
1: they might be giants in mystery science theater.
4: They okay. sent mm-hmm.
1: uh, biannual newsletters.
4: Um, yeah, all the fan like, club gave away some sweet fucking swag, dude. I yeah, and mm-hmm.
1: like for nothing, they would just send you like this little magazine, um, mysteries. And here we stand today those are like my favorite things. Maybe that was the right thing to do. <laughs> if yeah, yeah. anybody bothers to contact you, send them things for the rest of your life. Oh. And they'll yeah, be- I have like uh,
4: exclusive vinyls from the Pearl Jam fan club. That's like, you could not get them anywhere else. Nice. Wow.
1: Sorry, where were we going? Keep going.
4: Oh, oh, um, oh, I was just going to say, so
2: a lot of the times you had to kind of like make your own fan club and, or, you know, make your own little community. And so it was like my very first like journalism experiences. I started like a, a magazine for games and stuff like this, which meant I, li- you know, how that you say cut and paste these days. Well, you literally mm. had to type this shit up on a typewriter, and uh, you know, and then you had to cut it out and paste the columns and everything, and then you had to get the hope that the teachers and stuff would let you use the copier, and they often did. And I would sell these things for like you know twenty five cents and stuff to people who are interested in video games. Does that and, count uh, as
4: a zine? Is this a zine culture? Yeah,
2: proto zine. Yeah. And, what uh, year? What
4: year are you talking? Uh,
2: 1988,
1: 89, 88. Wow. So, yeah. wow. So there's like a. I was gonna say you're making found magazine, klonoa reviews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I later did this with the Ninja Turtles. The
2: Ninja Turtle magazine was much more successful. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> nice. What do you mean That's successful? Nice. So you kept track of sales? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I was making, I was yes. making my money. It's more money than making uh, paper boy roots. Uh, anyway. Nice. <laughs> you pulled off. you have any of those
1: on I, the shelf? Uh, or...
2: No, I have them back in Texas, but I don't have them here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but like, I, I love the idea of a. Um, whenever someone brings up a zine now i say sort of (laughs) shut up (laughs) Uh, you're you're talking about a newsletter or a bulletin or a facebook page but you want it to have the air like what leif's talking about which is just like i am sending up a flare for anybody who cares about Mm -hmm. the things that i care about (laughs) and that's what i remember doing as well yeah cool and people started writing submissions
2: and stuff like this and oh, shit, tips and it tricks it. and stuff. Yeah. So and, yeah, that, yeah, that's how I, I got multiple issues because there was, there was suddenly a lot of interest in it. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: Regular fucking Hearst I'm interested. <laughs> a little, little Publishing magnate as a kid. I'm interested. Up. I want to see your Ninja Turtles 88. Z. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So what is something from your childhood that today's kids wouldn't understand? I uh, begging begging your pardon if you are still in your childhood
4: you probably shouldn't be listening to this show yeah. <laughs> why yeah why would you it's like, be like yeah. listening to your dad and his friends yeah. talking yeah that sounds terrible <laughs> yeah these, these,
1: these are for adults coping with the way the world sucks for them. <laughs> that's what the show is for yeah. our demo
0: so let us know things from your childhood that today's kids wouldn't understand go to Apocalypse.com, answer into the comments for episode 480 alternately you can visit us on the official laser time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG apocalypse. And we will read the answers on next
1: week's show. I want to read this
3: mm-hmm. and I don't,
1: I don't care if it's game related, <laughs> but if you, if you start shitting on things that happen today, then I don't want to read. it. Hmm. Fair uh, enough. Tell me why you love a thing of yesteryear without shitting on the things that today. Keep it positive. It doesn't have to be games. It can be anything. Uh, Everything I said, I qualified with, like, I didn't know any better. mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't make it, it. It's not better. I hate fucking... yeah. And Don't don't do be it. like, I
0: was able to use the N-word without consequence in a white oh sign.
2: Don't, do <laughs> yeah, don't
4: do that. You guys are acting like we don't have edit power to pull the ones we like. To read. No, we're helpless. <laughs> we're babes I, in the I, woods.
1: I've had an awful time talking to a lot of conservatives lately, and I, I don't like their nostalgia. And I'm like, you
0: can't do this anymore. I'm
1: like, that is never how Michael, Matt, and Leif and I talk about things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about like what we like to do, not about how we aren't allowed to do it anymore. That's like, like
4: my parents. It's so negative all the time. Yeah. It's so fucking negative. I want to hear shit about calling cards. I want to yeah. hear about you calling into party lines and shit I, I, like I want to sh- you know? hear
0: shit about, like, I took two bottle rockets and stuck them in my tear ducts and it was like I was <laughs> launching fire from my eyes.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> don't actually do don't, that. Don't ever do that. Don't do <laughs> yeah, that. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> One of my favorite experiences on this podcast was Remembering a story where I read like a Burger King or McDonald's magazine, and where they described things like, "Oh, the cheese falls off your burgers up against the Big Mac." That's a that's a Marfan land, and a long fry that's called a loomster. And like, I still remember that and call it that, and I hate their marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it on podcast. Wow. And two people are like, "Loomster, man, I I, I still do that too." Harsh like, realm, bro. They got me. Wow. Shot me with a fucking Loomster.
4: The Loomster! <laughs> <laughs> Call the episode that. Loomster.
0: <laughs> I will not.
4: Wait, it, it reminds me of that bit on, what was that HBO, early HBO show, not necessarily the news where he would hmm. make up words for things. Like, he made up a word for that Mustard water that comes out of the bottle if you don't shake it properly and shit. I don't know. That's a very old reference.
0: Sniglets or something. Easy, Michael. Yeah, Cinemuck is the stuff that that congeals on the floor of movie theaters.
1: <laughs> see, I knew Michael would. I, I, have I, I went on a huge, not necessarily new, because I didn't see it. Uh, but one of my favorite movies when I was a kid is the Dirt Bike Kid, and I sing a song from the Dirt Bike Kid, which is sung by the villain as he's about to kind of like rape this lady um you know it's the 80s that's, that's just like what a great did. movie with a movie that stars ralphie from the christmas story ejecting right, right, yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, giving his bike a boner as he's cleaning yes, it he clearly but it's all not necessarily in the news people and the villain is like uh who's that knocking up my boy? he's like has a woman trapped in there uh and i i'm like why does that guy's voice sound familiar and it was uh the host of not necessarily he's the voice of earl sinclair in dinosaurs Oh, okay. Oh, wow. and and Henson didn't all, Jim Henson was like nobody can be a voice if they can't be a puppeteer and that was like the first time they other than Emmett Otter they sort of did that um, you get a lot of ce- celebrity voices that's why you've never heard Earl's voice again They're not necessarily the news guy <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. shut up we all gotta pee yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the end of our show but let's go out with some plugs uh, Leif is there anything know. you want to you wanna direct people's attention to or
1: uh,
2: if you want to see some very boring takes on stuff, you can follow me on Twitter at Leif Johnson. that's L-E-I-F J-O-H-N-S-O-N um, For a little bit more interesting stuff, you can look at my Instagram, where I mainly take pretty photos and uh, that's uh, Isleif which that's I-S-L-E-I-F I haven't really posted any photos in a while I guess I, I haven't been in the mood or something You take great uh, photos,
1: buddy. Thank you, I appreciate that, but those are the main places you can find me. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that makes me uh, love and hate you. Does he have a good understanding of his camera, or just live in a beautiful place. Ugh. I tried to see the beauty in the world.
2: <laughs>
3: it's hard
1: these days. <laughs> and you were and I, I didn't. We didn't start following another until lockdown. So it was just like you like taking like pictures of desolate places, <laughs> but, like nothing in them. I think I'm better at nature, nature photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, plug some stuff. Oh, the new new Time. Patreon.com slash laser time two bonus episodes coming out this week. Uh, yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, this has been an indulgent episode that I've really had fun doing, so thank oh. you. glad you enjoyed it. Hmm. Matt, anything? or
4: Patreon.com slash laser time mm. so that uh, I can get paid for editing this long-ass segment. <laughs> yes, this <laughs> two-hour
0: segment, my God. Um, <laughs> if it's less than that, Matt did a phenomenal job of
1: editing it. Uh, as always, you can Should visit you us. Get an editing tool, uh, someone to make an app that detects my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just <laughs> zero it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just truncate. Yeah. I'm sure I can find it. We got truncate silence and then truncate Chris. <laughs> <laughs> truncate Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the
4: plug in. There's got to be a plugin of that. Scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, as always, you can visit us online at videogameapocalypse. Com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse and follow me personally on Twitter at wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. If you see Screaming Jack Porkins, you know that's me. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
1: Retro Game Challenge uh, website has aim icons you can download.